I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Over the years, I've met a few. None of them compare to you. Preparing to make food bearable, something terrible. Let's see. You fruitful, beautiful, smart, lovable, huggable, doable, like art suitable, be part of my life. Copper tone or you copyright infringement. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in the house on a beautiful Monday night. Yes. Um, You know, uh, the, the night after Dim Thrones, after one of the best them thrones occurrences of all time so uh <laughs> people were excited cheering someone hit me on twitter today and said i'd like to put in a request that y'all move them thrones reviews to monday night and i said and said can i do that and i said you can do anything you want uh won't change shit but you can do <laughs> anything you want um i've been meaning to get this dude on the show for a couple of weeks now um as everybody knows it's been crazy busy around here uh, apparently running a business is kind of hard um yeah it's a lot takes a lot of time work. uh it's a very lot, complex a lot of phone calls a lot yeah. of emailing a lot of mailing shit off a lot of miscommunication mm-hmm. a lot of hey we you know what we we forgot to tell you you owe us even more money than yep. we thought other people not good mm. at their job you know uh yeah you, did, you run into a lot of uh hey man didn't i email you seven days ago uh Oh, my bad. Can you resend that word? Okay. But you know what? It's always a good time when we can get the homie Sarone Russell on the show, man. Uh, one of our favorite guests, a big audience favorite, by the way. Yes, they love when you come on. Everybody sir. loves when Sarone is here, man. And normally, you know, we uh, get disconnected on Skype. Then he goes outside, gets on the phone, and we get to hear the crickets and the, yes. the you know, the dogs howling at the moon and stuff. Um, so, but he got a fancy <laughs> new mic. Uh, he on Skype right now, and it seems to be going well. Uh, Sarone Russell, the Decepticomics. Make sure you visit their page, decepticomics.tumblr.com. The link will be in the show notes. What's up, Sarone? Nothing much, Rod and Karen. Thank y'all for having me back. Uh, uh, yes, Karen, I got a, uh, fancy new, uh, USB mic. It's a blue Yeti. Uh, it is framed in, uh, <laughs> genuine Yeti ass hair. <laughs> so that makes, uh, the reverberations of my voice no longer choppy. Okay, well, it um, sounds I'm good. Y'all from a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why y'all heard. That's why y'all. I live in D.C. There's no crickets here. I was calling y'all from a payphone outside of uh, Baltimore, and that's why y'all heard crickets. Oh, okay. I was wondering what <laughs> that, what was happening. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh man. Um. But yeah, I'm glad you could join us, man. Uh, it's too. been a while since we talked, man. Um, Love having oh, you. Hey, on. congratulations on being so busy with your business. And, and thank um, you. It's, I understand your struggle. It's hard being your own boss. You, you forget that you got to do everything now. It yeah. really is. And, um, like, it's one of those things where sometimes you go, I'm going to schedule some time to myself. And you, you do. it's different when you're responsible for everything because I right. schedule time for myself and then I don't take it because I'm like, nah, man, I need to get back to work because see, <laughs> see, motherfuckers think they could take time off and now, now you behind. See, and I'm, now <laughs> you can't do. Like you did at the nine to five when you just like, you know what? I ain't doing shit. Right. Yeah. One thirty to two thirty. Like, like I'm going to pace myself after lunch. I ain't, I'm not, I'm not finna. <laughs> I'm only cheating me. I'm, I'm only cheating myself. Like it's, right. it's like, I'm going to take, <laughs> I'm going to take a nap on the clock. Wait a minute, nigga. You taking naps on the clock. Get back to work. Right. You, your own worst employee and best boss at the same time. It's, it's hell working for yourself. You think that's what you want all the time, but you, it's, it's cool waking up at, at 11.30 in the morning, then you probably like, oh, I was supposed to call somebody at 9. <laughs> right. Oh, this is bull. You're like, fuck, man, we got to do overtime this weekend, man. Yeah. 
you know, hey, the f- that, that first year, I, that first year I worked for myself, the first year I went to tour colleges, I thought I was living a life. And then I remembered that my job had been taking taxes out for me mm-hmm. and I didn't do that for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come around April. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's yeah. like exactly how uh, it is. Like we got an accountant and everything. Yeah. We was like, I was and, uh, scared because I was like, you know what? You, you know what you're doing? No. I know what I'm doing. No, no. Let's right. call somebody, just a professional at this, and even better, shit. Do last year taxes. Let let, right. let let's be sure it's straight. Cause if Uncle Sam call, I give them your number and say contact your ass. Dude just right. sent me a, a a a piece of paper like, yeah, man, you just need to put as much down on this as you can. I was like, God damn, dog, we dog, we starting in the hole. <laughs> that ten ninety nine, the game changed the whole game. I'm even worse <laughs> to y'all because my wife is an accountant she does have an mba she's great with money but she kept asking me you got everything under control I'm like yeah sure <laughs> oh lord i mean shit I, I looked in the bank account there's money in there so we good well i don't That's see what, what I, the problem is i was is. bringing them college checks home i was like what do you mean is everything okay of course everything <laughs> okay yeah. let's go to sizzler right <laughs> she was I'm, like federal taxes sir state taxes you know are, are you you paying that fica <laughs> She like, and, and I was just looking at her like, yeah, I guess. Right. Uh, I just go to the, I was just going to the bank, putting the sponsor checks in all ones and coming home making it rain. Uh, and I thought right. I was taking care of everything. Apparently that's not what you're supposed to do, Sarah. No, apparently that's e- income and, um, Uncle Sam and Miss Sally may want their part. Yeah. I had to go through this room and find all the receipts for everything we ever bought and shit. I was yes. like sweating bullets, bruh. Dog, I was at the I was at the barber shop asking my barber did he have receipts for the last fifty four haircuts he gave Because <laughs> I was like, I got to get a lineup before I get on stage, and it's a business expense. He's like, nigga, I didn't write none of that down. You got you got to leave here. Hell yeah, <laughs> yes, it, it gets serious because I know Roger laughs at me because I hold on to like a lot of receipts. I even God, I even have my own personal taxes back to nineteen ninety seven. I was like, nigga, if Uncle Sam come get my black ass, I'm gonna I got everything right here. What right. you what we talking about, sir? This mm-hmm. is I don't throw that's that shit away. what H and R Block can handle. You got to show up with that shoebox full of stuff. You got to show up. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I think one time we had went to H and R Block and they was like, because um, we was doing some back taxes, and I had the original book that was from like 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 nineteen ninety something. I had the original book. I had all the original paperwork. Then it was like, well, goddamn, I did. Um, I'm glad you had this. I don't even know if I could have Googled the percentage rate that was right. back then. I was like, nah, bitch, we gonna have no problems. Hey, I I appreciate them, the H and R Block people. I know most of y'all are already got full time job. You just doing that for a little extra change. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta understand if you got like serious problems or you work for yourself. H and R Block ain't there for that shit. They there for um, yeah. They there for what you got on your W twos is what it is. They any kind of crisis, don't just because she might just all you know control out, delete your ass, and tell you everything's okay. Right. Come September. Not... Right. Make, it look good. It. it look good to me. I mean, shit. Yeah, I, they told us get make. y'all in and out of here in fifteen minutes. So yeah. right. You come back later on. There's a Chinese restaurant. You're right. Like, Wait. <laughs> They do be having storefronts just popping up out it's of one nowhere. Of them, hey, it's one of them Halloween stores. You know, the, yeah, it's only <laughs> seasonal. Yeah, it's season, one of them Spirit seasonal. Spirit taxes. After, <laughs> after April 15th, you were like, God damn. I, I should have known not to let the person in the Statue of Liberty outfit do my taxes. No, if they got a pop lock and do it outside, don't trust them to nothing. Because <laughs> they go man. dance on your taxes and not do that shit. You know what's funny? Oh. There's no under other industry well, that's a thing. Like you don't, you, like you'll never go to a doctor because you was driving out the street 
and they had a stethoscope outside pop locking. Right. He got a speculum outside uh, <laughs> doing it in that ain't right. no. You like, you know tough. what, man? I might have to go there. You got, you, you got the Viagra pills out the front right. bumping around. <laughs> Let me go do a U turn. Hey, do y'all know that that job is actually hard to get? Because I've been down on my look back. 700 times and i tried to get that uh liberty tax job mm-hmm. uh it's not easy to get really no because i stopped and talked to the dudes hey man do you you work monday through friday or do you is in off time he was like uh this job is for me and he went to the <laughs> other end of the parking lot oh no like, <laughs> <laughs> he took that pr- it was like there shall be nobody else out here looking like a buffoon but me so what is the audition like you know yes. like what is the uh the interview it's like, all right, well, uh, what, what skills do you have to bring? Uh, well, I can do the nay nay. I can, uh, twerk. Uh, I, I got my degree. In, I can do the running <laughs> man. I got my degree in pop with a, a double degree in, uh, a double major in lock. So, do <laughs> <laughs> you want some rerun? Would you like for me to, to do some rerun for you right now? No? Okay. I watched Tony probably- some Martin. We making fun of it. It's probably something like SEAL training, and it's like six months of hard work before you. It's probably he probably the only one to survive out of his class. Everybody else dead. <laughs> right? Yes. It's like all right, we gonna turn the temperature in this room up to a hundred. First one, to, <laughs> last one standing, standing gets, the, gets the job. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, gentlemen. No, no water. No water you know breaks. What? We bullshit. Hey, we bullshit. But I've never seen anybody out there faltering under the heat or yeah. in the cold. Me they always got a smile on their face. They they be getting it, man. I don't know how much they pay them people, man, but they be getting. Maybe you know what? Maybe it's the accountants inside, and they take turns. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody went to school for more than two years. Is out there dancing in the Liberty Tax suit. Don't stop. Some accountants is like hell no. That would be hilarious. I, I, I add and subtract. I don't dance. They just come in and hand each other. The, a, uh, I already got a nice job. I'm trying to pay off a cell phone bill. Don't 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 play with me. You just come in there. They come in there and hand it to you like the Chuck E. Cheese mascot head. It's your turn, Scott. Go on, man. I've been out there two hours, Scott. Now come on. Man, this soup smell like sweat and cocaine, man. <laughs> smell like what did you do in here? Smell like crushed dreams. Right. <laughs> oh, that's not supposed to dance for two hours. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And the thing about it, uh, I feel two more left the pocket. Say again. Say again, Saron. It's, it's two more miles left in the pocket. Get with it. <laughs> All right. I got. I got my. Uh, I got my Spotify playlist for you. Now go. Man. I think oh. they do be listening to music. Yeah, they have I'll, to. I'm just. I'm just not to switch subject on y'all, but I just saw this tweet. I think it was a bet Mittler was talking to um Pandora mm-hmm. that to their account and she was like, Y'all are the reason songwriters can't make a living today. She was like, I got my check today, four million plays in the last three months, a hundred and eleven dollars. And I only I always wondered, does do artists get money off the spans that they get from from Spotify and Pandora? Mm-hmm. Apparently not. Four million plays, a hundred and eleven dollars. They they Yeah, I heard they, they don't do get shit, man. Really really, really small. Like I, I know comedians that put their albums on there. And they was like, yeah, man, um, can you just buy my album? Because <laughs> uh, cause I was like, you know, it's cool. I get it on Spotify. You know, they break you off a little change. I was like, nah, yeah. you might as well buy it if you're trying to give me some money because you don't get shit from that. What do they pay you? A, pe- yeah. a penny per play? Well, no. It's less than a It's a fraction of a penny per play. Uh, oh, shit. What's you know, white folks will, will get some imaginary numbers on your ass if it comes down to it. <laughs> Right. Wow. 17, 30 seconds of a penny. Hold on a minute. Just <laughs> Is that even possible? <laughs> we'll give you a fraction of a gold nugget. We don't do currency and gold nugget, but damn it, that's what we paying you in. Pay uh, your ass some dust. Gold shake. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so, crazy because me and the Decepticons, that was like one of our main goals for this year was to get a DVD out and then to get an album on, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I guess it really will just be for networking because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how you going to split the percentage of a penny four ways anyway? Oh, it's five of us. We oh, five ways. Six, how we going to split split 1638ths of a penny? No, we can't do that kind of math. That's- <laughs> right. I think uh this meal is on you. So uh yeah, you just uh, this- everybody get one piece of this napkin and uh we gonna get out of here. Um so also um uh, Sarone, uh, have you been going up on stage and shit lately? Yes, yes, definitely. I just uh let's see. I've been trying my best. It's it's you know, the country finally thawed out on this side, so not at the <laughs> The deep freeze is over. I've been hitting DC out more. Uh, I'm trying to get some open mics on here. One, my home, I guess we, my home, uh, club here in DC is, uh, called RFD Love the Beer down, uh, on 7th Street in Chinatown, run by my man, uh, Ralph, uh, District Comedy. So if you're ever in town and you're looking for somebody to laugh at on Thursday, make sure that's one of the, they've been voted by the Washington Post as like, you know, one of the like top five places to go for entertainment. So that's okay. one of the home clubs. And then recently, um, big deal for us. Uh, men and Decepticons got together on April, I want to say 4th. Um, and we teamed up, and I'm pretty sure y'all know we teamed up with, uh, our Twitter friend, uh, Feminista Jones mm-hmm. through her birthday party and had a whole weekend of, uh, comedy on Friday night, uh, and then a dance party on Saturday night. So we was up in, um, New York City for that. Uh, and thank you. And, you know, I know some of y'all listen. Thank you again to the people who came to see us and dealt with the BS of, uh, losing the venue at the last moment like we booked the mm. venue like months in advance and then we got there the, the night of and like 30 minutes beforehand the the dude who runs the book was like hey did you guys have a show tonight he's like what you hit me? <laughs> are you serious Ron? yeah he's like i'm on my way back i uh sorry about that dude i'm on 22nd street in like 45 minutes later he still ain't called like he thought you was on 22nd street he's like i'm in boston he's like what why wouldn't you put that into the first one you gotta say I'm on 22nd Street in Boston, not New York City, but, and we just want to thank all the fans because they dealt with the change and they dealt with, uh, Super Nigga, aka the worst security guard in the world. Like, <laughs> like they just had a bomb threat at the airport in LA. They got the wrong man hired. Like, that, <laughs> that, LAX is no way as safe as this comedy club is in New York City because this, he ain't let nothing happen there. Oh my God. He wasn't letting people wow. in, man. Oh man, he wasn't letting people in. He was treating, I think he saw, he was black, but he saw too many black people at one time. So he just knew we came mm. to cook dope right there on the steps. And he was just, <laughs> I don't like, you know, I understand security job is, is a hard job, but unless, you know, people are acting the ass, then you should treat everybody like, you know, paying customers, which is what everybody was. Everybody mm-hmm. standing there had, had bought tickets to come to our show and was trying to buy more drinks inside. So we really apologize to them. For that but we appreciate everybody coming um to the next place over with us and we had we had a good time tonight yo especially when um you're you are bringing a crowd you know what i mean like yeah i don't understand why crowd. bouncers do that where it's like i'm about to give your establishment money Muddy. now you can even let racism or ignorance take over or you can get this fucking paper but i feel like your boss would rather y'all had get this paper tonight yeah but Uncle Ruckus was not having it. Like, <laughs> we appreciate, but we definitely appreciate all the people. Um, I don't even really want to call y'all fans because y'all more like friends and family than anything. Because y'all been to all, you know, almost all of our shows from the beginning. We about three years deep now, but y'all come out and support us. Um, 
And we really appreciate it, man. Like some of y'all, a lot of y'all travel to New York to see shows or travel to DC to see shows, came all the way out to Houston to see us. And hopefully y'all will keep uh, going with us, you know. And how did, everybody, but now, everybody gets to wallow when we get rich. How did y'all adjust to like, you know, the venue getting changed? Like, did y'all just go to another venue and like y'all were able to get spots and go up or like, how did that it work? Was, it was, it was, it was kind of like, um, it was real lucky on top of being on top of the guys in uh, New York, uh, Mike and John and Gordon and, and, and Dylan being connected with the, the clubs or that we was able to get a venue at the last minute. It was like, Hey, can we come over here? And they literally was at the last minute. Yeah. Come on upstairs. And you could tell, and we got a nice, we actually got a nicer venue than what we had booked in the first place. So it was just Good. like a real lucky stroke that we got. Wow. There. Did, That's dope. Did man. he give y'all money back? Cause you know, don't y'all have to pay deposits and stuff? Oh, we, the dude on 22nd Street never came back with none of the money. Like, I'm still looking oh. for him. I don't, I'm not even going to mention his name because I don't want him to know I'm looking for him. Like, Are you it's, serious? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, cause, cause, and that's what I wanted to ask, <clears throat> ask you. Whenever y'all book this stuff, like, what, what, what kind of is the process? Cause I know a lot of the stuff y'all do on y'all own. So what is the process? Do y'all contact the clubs directly? Yeah, most of the time we contact the club directly and it's either somewhere one of us has performed already or as we start to look at how many people we're trying to get to the show we look around the city and say okay what's easy to get to from public transit what's a nice place for everybody to hang out you know what got drinks who got that and then we call and ask you know uh if y'all got a free night on such and such date how much is y'all going rate and um that always when you ask somebody because these are these all is like imaginary prices like even more so than rent so when you ask somebody how much is it to hold your bar for the night they pretty much can say whatever they want to you like mm-hmm. <laughs> they can say, wow yeah so we deal with that a lot of times so we usually call like three or four places because some places will say like yeah you can get it for you know fifty dollars in the next place like yeah you get it for twenty five hundred dollars you're like what mm-hmm. you mean twenty five hundred dollars he's like it's, who else right. is gonna beat up besides us for twenty five hundred dollars? Like, <laughs> but it's, it's so we we deal with a whole bunch of stuff and we keep our janky promoter uh, bible next to us. We write down names and <laughs> try not to get uh, messed over too much. But other than that, we just just a lot of determination and and, and Negro willpower is how you do it. <laughs> they just yeah. they be like, uh, yeah, we like to book the spot for the night. Okay, um, uh, well, how much is it? How much you got? Pretty much. <laughs> wow. How much are you willing to pay? Right. And I know that y'all been to Houston. Any other places down south y'all plan on coming to in the future? Because we would like to come and see you, but y'all be too far we wanna, away. We want to go to we want to go to Charlotte and we want to go to Atlanta because we kind of look at uh we want to go to Miami too, but we kind of look at you know where all of our followers at because you know and That's where true. they we want to be able to because you know we're going to be coming out of pocket ourselves for the flight or whatever if anything we just want to break even or at least take all our losses and drinks uh that way we can blame ourselves but (laughs) 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 Uh, we're looking at we're looking at charlotte and atlanta uh this year we just got to find the right place because we don't you know we just got to be smart about it you don't want to rent out a uh a 300 seat theater not knowing if you can sell 300 seats and you don't want to rent a 50 seat bar and have 200 people show up. So we kind of, you know, we got to look at uh, at all the different options we got to go around. Yeah, y'all come down here. We definitely coming. Yeah, for I sure. I want to go to Charlotte. I want to go to Charlotte because I got to see that Bank of America temple that they built with my overdraft. <laughs> <laughs> it's tall and pretty, sir. Yeah, they should, like, put a plaque on the front or something, like, let you come sign it. it, you know. No. <laughs> I seen it once. I was amazed. That shit, it got gold flecks in the marble. I was like, is that necessary? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, man. Uh, uh, make sure y'all do go out and see uh, Sarone, man. Y'all, please um, do. And the Decepticomics. Very yes, funny. We appreciate y'all. And very funny follow on Twitter, man. Like, He's you're hilarious. one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter, man. Yes, I got him on my list. Yeah, I, yeah, I made a, a new list of people and shit that I just like want to, like, I always want to see their tweets. Yeah, they get and, mixed uh, up with everybody else. So I was like, I can't take this. Yeah. I made like, a conscious effort. I, I, I don't, I don't know if this kind of is a tip for comics or entertainment. I made a conscious effort to be funnier on, on Twitter, like maybe like a year ago. Cause I wanted to, I was like, what am I doing on Twitter? Am I selling something? You know, or what, you know, what am I doing? So I was like, all right, if I tweet, I got to make sure it's worth it. Like I can't just be running my mouth. I can't just be offending people just for the hell of it. I wanted to make sure I was, you know, doing, I make sure I was giving a, a tweet, every treat, like every tweet, like, you know, it's a product, like it's a joke. I want to make sure I'm, yeah. and that's why I take it. And that's the only reason my followers grown that much is I, I take it seriously and through like the good graces of people like Raw who got a lot of followers and they'll retweet and people like Miss Zenz and, and people like Dragonfly Jones, people like uh Corporate Bob. So like all it's by word of mouth and I want to make sure that you you whenever you're doing something like this, if you got a goal in mind of getting your message out to a minute people or getting people to pay attention to your music be a good tweeter make make everything quality before you put it out there. yeah because i've heard other podcasts talk about you they talked about you on the read they mm-hmm. were saying how great of a follow how great a follow you was they was telling their fans to uh support you too so it was one of them yeah. things i was like oh cool they know him too man chris crystal and, and kiefer was was awesome to me through the read like um, I got a bunch of people that didn't even know who I was end up following me off of that and checking out YouTube videos and then checking out the Deceptive comments and then Crystal and Kid Fury gave me a, uh, a great chance to host when they came to DC for their live show. So it's been good to me, man. It's like really has. Have you, word of mouth has worked out good. Have you been in DC the whole time, man? Or did you like recently get there or what? I've been, I've been here a while. I've been here two. Let's see how much rent we gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> About the two thousand, I think we've been we've been we closing in on three years this year. Okay. So we've been here a good a good little while. I think it's just you sound like you from like Georgia or something. Oh, it ain't going nowhere. It's in my bone marrow. Yeah, because yeah. I yeah. feel like you take us back whenever I talk to you. I'll be like, yeah, man, we about to go outside, go fishing, and talk yeah. to Sarone, man. That, feel, that's how I feel. Every- you know, I'm from I'm from Charlotte, so. You know, it's it's kind of comforting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like people always kind of uh, forget because I don't have a heavy accent, so it's like right. you know, oh, I couldn't even tell the shit like that. I'm like, man, I the, uh, southern accent make me feel at home. Yes. And I, and I had my partner, my partner Ralph, say that to me too because he went to school in Atlanta. He's like, every time I hear you, I go back to uh, thinking about college and binge drinking, and I get in. <laughs> like, okay. If that's what I inspire in you, I appreciate it. <laughs> think about that cash. <laughs> think about that outcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's going nowhere. I think that, you know they like they set limits on the human brains. Like the best time for you to learn uh, a second language is you know as you when you're a kid when your brain is still malleable and all stuff like that. See, so if I didn't learn how to speak by the time I was seven, that, that was it. I was never gonna learn how to speak without this accent. I was never gonna. Learn <laughs> And, uh, Sarum, I want to tell you too, thank you too, because we were talking about, uh, Kid Freery and Crystal. Uh, some, a, a fan said that they talked about you. They started following you mm-hmm. and you were on the show. You retweeted the show and then they found us. So it's one of those things how it's just a real big circle. Yeah. It's a big circle. I like how, and I like how, I especially love, you know, that folks are doing it on their own and, you know, 
Patton Oswalt's his keynote speech that long time ago about who's the gatekeepers on who gets in the entertainment. I love how y'all everybody was able to make their own avenue and it's without a lot of backbiting. Like the black podcast, I think is like one of the best, you know, you know, byproducts of, you know, social media in the last couple of years. Cause everybody, yes. there's so many different ones. It's like, mm-hmm. and they all, it's not a lot. It's not people talking trash about each other sometimes, but not, it's, right. it's more so helping each other out. Like, and, and it's good because and everybody, almost all almost everybody shares listeners and you go you go to each other for different for different things like it's 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 great. Yep, yeah. it's dope, man. We get hit up all the time. Like, hey, man, I'm gonna start a show. You think I should do this? You think I should do that? And I try to help everybody that I can. You know, Me too. Right, and nobody <coughs> discourages you from starting your own show. Nobody's right. like, "Well, you're gonna take my listeners." Nobody mm-hmm. feel like that. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I want people to do it. And also something I can say, especially. Um, with you being a comedian and you were talking about the with the podcasters, have you seen like the change in people saying that they've heard you from all these various podcasts? Because I know y'all have done other podcasts too. And I think podcasters are allowing comedians to get exposure that they never would have gotten before because we're the radio now. So now you yeah. don't have to get up and be somewhere from, you know, 6 to 10 yeah. and get a 15-minute yeah. spot. You do morning radio. Y'all, y'all definitely are <clears throat> – I don't want to say we're replacing, but you definitely are the, the, the new and improved black radio because y'all get out, y'all get out word of mouth to people that for, for, for everybody, for like, for artists, for fitness coaches, for, for comedians, for singers, y'all get out for people like, you know, we might not necessarily have access to a TV spot that year or, mm-hmm. or whatever, but more people have heard me. Like I was, I had already been on TV. Uh, and did like a full season on BT. More people have heard about me through social media than they have from my time on TV. That's crazy. Wow. You know, and the other thing is people are more loyal. You know yes. what I'm saying? So it's like yes. somebody that listens to this shit for a couple hours a day is probably going to be like, oh, Sarone, let me go. F- if I find a way to see him in my area, I let me and get my ass up and go do it as opposed to the radio where it's kind of like just on in the background for a lot of people. Right. Um, although we could kind of change the format and do more of a radio friendly thing, but I hate, I, I, I hate I comedian, I hate comedian radio interviews. I Me hate too. it. They the worst. It's always true. I can tell you as a comedian, I, I hate them because I did maybe like four or five and it's always the same. It's either somebody that don't know who you are and don't really care mm-hmm. or it's somebody that wanted to be a comedian at one time and I didn't know like you and you just get stupid questions so it's you know sound like, effects funny? in the background yeah. and shit woo, woo. we're right back we're on with Sarome Russell uh 6 15 in the morning it's like what do you think of the dingo baby like, <laughs> or, or, or either what they try to do now you're a professional comedian and they'll be like well let me hear let me hear some of my yeah. corner not not jokes yeah. and you're looking like motherfucker please yeah go ahead I'm make trying, us laugh I'm, funny I'm man <laughs> I'm trying to get people to pay to come see me tonight. Why would I do my whole set at six fifteen in the morning? Come on now. Just talk. Just have a good conversation. That's the best too when uh they have a dude and then like the dude has a couple of bits that he does and they know the bit. So instead of like talking to him, they just try to set him up for the bit. It's like it just never fits in the conversation. Never. It's like, never. yeah, you know, uh uh there was a a, a flight <laughs> that crashed today and uh speaking of crashes uh right, Sarome, right. why don't you talk about your bootleg man what a, right what about the bootleg man right they don't they don't fit <laughs> a, a comedy performance will never fit into a normal conversation that's why no. people ask me do you do 
uh, are you funny in real life? Yeah, I'm funny in real life, but I'm not doing a whole set. That's that's uh, asshole behavior for me to talk 30 minutes at, without interrupt <laughs> right. without letting anybody interrupt me. <laughs> Picture me and y'all three, y'all sitting at Popeyes just kicking it, and we start talking, and then I don't let y'all talk for 30 minutes while I tell jokes. Right, that's crazy. I know. Start asking wife. questions in the middle, like, "Where y'all from?" Right. <laughs> So what else? And what then I else? try to get you kicked out because you don't you keep answering my questions out loud. <laughs> yeah, your wife wouldn't be too pleased. She'd be like, "Oh uh, yeah, uh, where are the kids?" Right. right. She'd be like, "Nigga." Oh uh, uh, well, this is staring at me now. So, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, and I saw you post a picture of your kids. Man, you have beautiful children. Yes, man. you do, you sweetie. Always describe them on the podcast, and, and I always feel like, oh man, these kids must just be like, like. Linebackers. They don't look how they act. They don't look how they act. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Okay, so yeah. they fool me, but they then you got to deal with the real. They, yeah, yeah. I got to deal with the real all day. They beige okay. terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the picture. I said, man, these babies are That's adorable. Beautiful. Adorable. And I don't know them because y'all don't know them. <laughs> Say like I know them. I'm looking at one right now holding two brand new Blu-rays and both her hands scratching them together like the rockers. <laughs> Like it ain't nothing. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> her mama just bought her Rio and just bought her Turbo. She's scratching them together like she's supposed to do that. <laughs> gonna be mad when they won't play right tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> they go $47 gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the Blackout Tips Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we will read them on the air regardless of content. So even if you don't like the show... If you leave us a five-star review, we'll read what you have to say. If you leave us less than five stars, I won't read shit. Um, you can also do stuff like go to theblackouttips.com, join up, become a premium listener, um, be uh, you know a person who donates to the show. You can vote in the polls. You can leave comments on each episode. We appreciate everybody that does that. Um, we read all that feedback on Saturdays mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty much my favorite show of the week. Just hearing what Mine you guys too. have to say about stuff. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And, uh, forget about the sponsors, man. Let's just, uh, get right into the show, man. Um, Saron was saying that, uh, you know, Spotify stuff is a good way for comedians to get out there. Uh, Saron, have you ever considered doing a sex tape? Uh, I did, and I shopped it around, and nobody took it because they said it had to be somebody else in it. it oh, just me. Okay, ah! yep, that's the catch, man. That's how they get yeah. you. Now I gotta find a woman to, to do this. Come on now. Right. Um, three hours of the most sensual self massage. <laughs> Not three hours. Yeah, nobody. The I took my time, edition. and nobody, nobody, nobody shop. Nobody bought it at all. I even did the credits in the Windows Movie Maker. Mm-hmm. Nobody did it. Yep. My sex tape, I would think I would be so slow and sensual. Like, I would show myself cooking a nice dinner first, you know, <laughs> <laughs> listening to some music. A day with Rod. Right. Yes. Why we got to get right to the sex, people? Come on. Let's, let's There's take a time. What happened to romance? Let's <laughs> listen to some silk. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, Mimi Faust of, uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, which is, uh, the only Love and Hip Hop I watch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know watch how. the rest of them. Uh, that show ruined reality TV for me. It's like it's like the meth of reality TV because I mainline that shit, and then every other reality TV, I'd be like, bored now. Are y'all gonna kill each other or not? Bye. 
um but uh so uh apparently her and this is uh quotes around all this shit her sex tape that's quotes leaked which is also quotes uh today um and there was a trailer for her sex tape see look (laughs) how how's that trailer (laughs) starring me me (laughs) it was missing it had everything except the inner world what, what two people want to fuck in a hotel room but uh yeah there's a trailer for it and everything it was on world star hip-hop so i'm not gonna put it in the chat oh and no it came out with, with a mixture and jk did a mixtape drop on him right before you know i'm not gonna tell y'all what i know right now but mm-hmm. later on today like that's not a leak <laughs> right it's you not a leak me you can't no. have a leak with advertisement all right how are you gonna have a leak that starts with a disclaimer this is not the property of vh1 and uh real housewives of atlanta or uh love hip-hop atlanta so please do not sue truth i just want y'all to tell me what are y'all trying to buy what is in y'all what did y'all put in y'all mint.com <laughs> that told y'all all right you need eight or seven thousand dollars and this is how y'all gonna get it <laughs> y'all right. look at the box are y'all flipping houses in Atlanta? Really? <laughs> I like that. Um, like they still call it a sex tape, even though it clearly has multiple cameras. Uh, sex happens in different rooms. There's a party. They're having sex on a shower in a shower, and damn, they're doing pull-ups on the shower curtain <gasps> and on the shower rod. And it's like that. That took production credit. Like that. Oh. Y'all had like a, a, a engineer. Spontaneous. Yeah, none of this is spontaneous. None of this is, n- this isn't the black and white, uh, the, uh. It's all in HD. You know that, that nighttime vision. This isn't that shit. This is I like. I can see the sound man foot right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a craft services table in this corner. Like. Uh, so that would explain the tweets with everybody in their shower curtains and folks hanging off of it and oh, shit. Oh yeah, it's a lot mm-hmm. of people saying Okay, I can say, what the fuck is this? That's what they were saying. Some somebody go fuck around. They go way too much, and them in that shower. And I, oh. I, I'm not surprised because I thought that um, the dude who uh, plays um, the dude who's her boyfriend, quote unquote, on the uh, show. Um, I always thought he kind of looked a little bit like the stripper in the hood, like dudes. Where I was like, okay, he I'll might on the male twerk team in college. Right, right. Like, there's a chance that this dude might be down for some. So something strange for some change. I put it, I put the picture in the chat room for y'all that want to see. Uh, it's, this is the PG picture, guys. Uh, the, the oh, sex. Is she in for Vivid? She, right. Vivid.com Come on. is the distributor. Like if your um, sex tape has a distri- distribution porn. deal, that's porn. You, you did a porno. Yeah. I'm, porn. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause you know, I might not be as much of a porn connoisseur as my husband, but damn it, I know who Vivid is. Yeah. Yeah, so Vivid got the rights to it. Um, and who keep their shoes on past the second position anyway? Come on. Right. Come on. Let's be honest. I always thought that came off a little bit fake. Hey, when you get a stiletto in your neck, it's no longer sexy. Right. If you have ah! multiple scenes, it's not a sex tape. With, That's with, porno. With, with fade shots, fade coming back. Yeah. Like, they did multiple scenes of the sex tape. And they're not holding the camera. Like, come on, man. It's not a tripod involved. Uh, I don't see your reflection in the mirror. Oh, there's credits at the end. You know, that's that dude that, um, whatchamacallit was saying he was gay. Well, at least he can stop the gay rumors, right? 
I mean, they did say dude was gay, and I think a sex tape, quote unquote, porno, is that, having that, sex with a woman is probably the closest you can get to. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, I don't know now. You know, you. you it is Atlanta. I know what you're saying, Karen, and I, I, I feel you. I'm just saying. Okay, how much you got on tape? You know, right? You, you K. Know. Michelle probably still gonna call him gay. That's of course, true. she is. I'm gonna watch it because I just I feel like you're supposed to support black cinema in whatever mm-hmm. form it comes. I support black. Uh, first of all, I support independent media. I do yes. too. So anybody leaking the sex tape, even if I know you lying through your teeth, it's I'm gonna watch it, uh, catalog it, you know, several times so that I can know ah. the details, the ins and outs, uh, yeah. no pun intended, uh, of what you did. Yep. I would have been. I would. I would have. You just told me, hey, we pulling out a quality amateur sex tape. How about you give me seven dollars? And I would have been like, you know what? This might be worth seven dollars. Right. I give you seven dollars, but don't lie and tell me, oh my god, how did this come out? <laughs> right. I can't Please believe. Don't click on these one hundred tweets that that's in my profile. Don't do <laughs> yeah, that. Yes. I don't want nobody to see that. Just tell me you need seven dollars real quick, and I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Yes. How you gonna tell me? Oh my gosh. Well, here's a preview. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. I don't know how this happened. I can't believe this leak. Here is a edited preview of my sex tape. Ah, <laughs> and who, she has a, who has who who shoots the sex tape? Goes back and edit it and puts a trailer together. Right, and chopped it up too with music. With music. Uh, with screen swipes. Is, is this, that, is in, this is in. <laughs> you know this is the movie pro. the this thing I know though is, when I see one. The, the thing that was funny to me was um they had a big debate about this afterwards because you know it's it's black twitter so we got to have a debate somehow it's gonna get serious and uh, people were like you know if you want to go do a sex tape because people were like that that her poor daughter like you know her daughter's gonna have to deal with this because yes. and i was like i already kind of been feeling her poor daughter though since you know stevie J was the father and she was the mom and, yeah, and, they keep, they and all the shit they do on TV out. is yeah. already crazy as hell. And it was like, well, it's a sex tape. So now it's going to get even worse. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. And it's like, well, one day you got to explain it to your kid. I was like, well, I have a black, I have black parents. No, that's not true. Like they don't have to explain shit. If they don't want to. <laughs> like, I don't know. They can look at you like, we ain't talking about that. Yeah, one day you're going to have to tell your kids. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe your parents are cool like that. I've never asked my parents a question that they had to answer in my life. Never. My mama, I watched, my mom was, uh, that was, she was holding a can with some smoke coming out of her. But one time she just uh, closed the door to her bedroom, and that was just the end of that discussion. I had plenty of questions that weren't going to get answered that day. Right. <laughs> she give you that. I'm not answering. I'm not taking any questions today, Luke. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Why, got you, it. why are your Pepsi can smoking, Mom? It's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> and that was it. Yep. So, uh, no. You want this open, or you want this? I'll close it for you. Yeah, no problem. I'll close it. All right. I'll see y'all. I'll be outside. <laughs> yeah, she don't, she don't have to answer them questions when she get older. Like, Yeah. Um, now, the thing is, it's the internet, and I'm sure that she'll find out about it one day. And the girl's not that young, so, you know, she'll find out. But it was also this other part, because I think uh, she won't have to explain it if she don't want to. But um, the other part that I thought was crazy was people was like, you could do a sex tape. They don't have, they don't affect your ability to be a parent at all. And I was like, um, I don't know about that either. Cause like kids going to play the dozens. Like that's a hard yeah, well, one to okay. live down. <laughs> I see what y'all saying. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to make seventh grade hard for your child? Yes. Right. Very hard. Does it make you an evil person? Not necessarily. Yeah. You're no. not a you're bad a person. person. No, you're right. not no. a bad person. You yeah. Doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't even mean. It, no. Yeah, right. It doesn't even mean you'll be a bad parent necessarily. No. Like 
you can still i mean i just think they bad parents from the show like i do too. you see enough shit on the show you like these other than this camera like yeah steve is terrible human yeah the sex tape might be the least of the uh, issues. Like, how is that the least embarrassing thing you've done in the last three years in public? The least embarrassing. That's her best performance in three years. Right. I thought the sex tape was pretty good. Like the clip I saw, I was like, oh, she she knows her way around the penis. Congratulations to her, man. Like, I see how uh everything went popped off like it was supposed to, but yeah, it was funny because people was like, it'll have no effect. I was like, uh, did y'all niggas not grow up with other kids because i did and yeah like my mom was the fine mom and it wasn't no sex tape and i still caught hell every day at school like oh man your fine ass mom i'm like i'm gonna have to fight again yep <laughs> so i they had like video of my mom nigga what oh man i'm just just thinking about it i'm ready to fight <laughs> come on hey man what you looking at on your phone dog I, everybody phone around me would be suspect i'll be that kid nobody could get a phone call around nothing what you look at your phone for cuz um but yeah, yeah so and and it's funny though because i know you have put a question mm-hmm. about how people view porn versus sex tapes and to me i think a lot of people draw their line at quote-unquote being paid Mm-hmm. and oh I, yeah to be, yeah and, 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 and but well to, you know you get paid for these sex tapes like we know she's getting paid I, I mean, me for uh kim kardashian got paid before, this, before the before i guess she's talking about before the official oh release. okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like if you just talk to a normal this used to be a scandal like you right. have to go somebody had to steal something out of somebody's house to get these sex tapes mm-hmm. yeah n- now before. they're actually promoting them and producing themselves but the thing is like for the average person that's what i went when i quote quote yeah. unquote paid oh, okay, okay, yeah. you know it's one, like when you when you put the question out on twitter and people started responding it's one of the things where some people's mind especially for men and women it's something about exchanging that cash mm-hmm. that quote unquote makes you a whore well it says a lot about people that in our minds like our puritanical value system says if you get caught like if your tape gets leaked quote unquote or you do this intimate tape and then somehow it's magically found by vivid and sold to vivid and you allege that they didn't know that somehow that's not quote unquote as bad as just being like i fucked somebody for money because it was a way to get a hundred thousand dollars Yes, like of course I, I did it. It's 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 always I don't know I don't get that that whole well at least I didn't um attitude mm-hmm. which is like well I did I might have did it's because uh, most of the people condemning or you know condemning are also consumers so yes, they you are. watched it just long enough to say well I'm better than that person like okay yeah like, right and and I agree I think a lot of it comes from a very very judgmental place mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it comes from uh, just bashing women because yeah. not at one period of time. Nobody has talked trash about him yet. That's that, that's right. Yeah, that's then that's why I was saying for, for it's it's it's. We don't no, even know if he got a kid. Come on now, we don't right. know anything Ain't nobody about even him. Asked about his job or nothing like that. <laughs> and I'm gonna say this. This is controversial. I'm gonna say this. On, I'm gonna say this online. Lie. That's a subpar penis. Yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. He said it. It's ah. out there. Now what? Nobody Deal with it, America. Yeah, but we've called her every name under the sun and mm-hmm. you know that's so there's two things it's, it, just like y'all said it's people being judgmental like trying if you you know f- trying to find f- trying to make yourself feel better by f- finding fault in others mm-hmm. and then also so you know 
re- reminding women everywhere that if you do this, then that makes you this, mm-hmm. which is bull. Because yeah. we all just sat here and watched it. So ain't we all that too? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I hadn't seen it yet, but it's just one of those things where for me, I think that I just have a lot of issues when people try to uh, shame because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a lot of shame and put back behind that. And it's other women who are not as famous as her who have sex tapes, too. Mm-hmm. But even even with their own private sex tapes, if they were to leak out, they would still turn around and say, well, at least I didn't get paid for it. Uh, maybe it's just me. And well, I- for the record, I get why they shaming people for this or shaming her specifically. Um, and I don't think it's directly connected to just sex, but it's kind of like the shame this the, is the, how the, sh- the shame in the area of stupidity. Like, right. <laughs> like this ain't smart. Right. They're looking don't, at don't it like, oh, like okay. you would do this much for money. My, but, right. but I know what you're saying though, Karen, cause my question was, yeah, why would anyone go, Oh, a sex tape? Well, that's completely different yeah. than doing porn Based when on- it's like, at this point, sex tapes are porn. Like yes, they're they very professionally done. The trailers edited. They're sold to vivid. Right. Like this is really not a difference anymore. No, it's, it's just not. if you're a celebrity, we call it a sex tape so that people won't judge you. I guess as harshly as yeah. a porn yeah. star. And yeah, this is a di- I think I think uh, one distinction between two is like this ain't like uh, revenge porn where somebody release this maliciously you know to make you look bad right you know even though even though people gonna talk trash about you for doing a you know Mm. official sex tape drop like these folk did but yeah i think it's a difference like at least karen saying that those folks say well at least i didn't get paid like this wasn't my fault i'm a victim right right here i I think uh that lady um farrah abrams doesn't get enough count uh credit she's from a team mom and uh she did anal and, and like real porn, like she, like it, it was a quote unquote sex tape, but it was with a porn actor, James Dean. He set up a tripod and he fucked her like he fucks everybody with his tripod. And, um, she did anal and I was like, uh, you know what? Uh, not the best scene, but, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you credit, man. Like I wouldn't have done that shit. Like, uh, you know, not too many people that want to be famous that bad. Like, to stay that, yeah. famous. Like, fame is a hell of a drug, apparently. Because yes, I can't is. ever imagine. Like, I don't really want to be famous. I don't think I'm too popular now. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine getting to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm gonna have to get fucked in the ass on camera, man. I gotta, gotta keep it going. Gotta. Yeah, I, 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 I know me, I would leave and separate from it before, you know, this is my personality because mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's like, like you said, it's a drug. I got to stay there. That's why you have so many performers, their faces look like the rubber mats mm-hmm. on the flow on the, on the yoga mat because they tighten their face up so many times because they got to, to stay famous. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And, and it's also one of those things for me. And um, we were talking about the porn versus sex tape. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of women out there that fucked a lot of dudes that wish they'd have got paid for it because either way, <laughs> you still do the goddamn work. I'm still sucking your dick. We still fucking. I'm still sweating. May yeah. as well get paid for it. Well, there's something about knowing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about being able to, like, Google that shit that changes everything because people and, worry about that kind of stuff and that's stuff. true and also the thing is when i go quote unquote paid it's it's women and men that will fuck people but your light bills get paid your gas bill get paid your car no get paid like it's they might not give you a like cash cash mm-hmm. but but shit gets paid but a lot of people they want to separate that from i do the situation. I'm, I'm not gonna front i do separate that 
like it is like if i go on a date or if i'm in a relationship and I mean, you know you're paying the light bill i don't go well that's because I, mean, I, I gave you not, some dick no, like no, I, I, I feel I, like I, we need a partner and, and i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about like like when, when people and, and, and it's detached relationship from mm-hmm. it you know when you talk about like porn versus um so you mean Sex like if a, if a chick is just like I'm gonna go out and fuck a dude and he's gonna give me a hundred dollars? Yes, and a lot of women do. I mean, a lot of that's uh, like you know kind of prostitution though. Like that's we got a word for that. And and, but, and women do that, but because there's such a shame behind women just fucking oh. for free, mm-hmm. they don't want to be a prostitute. They don't want to be considered a whore. But 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 there are women out there that do do this, and there's nothing wrong with that if you choose to do that. Yeah. But it's just something about that a detachment and the stigma behind it where they'll do that but oh don't pay me no cash or or, or you know, like and like people's mind can't separate that it's to me it's all the same genre but but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't they don't they'll they put things sex and sexuality in these mental um spaces where they'll feel justified in their actions versus just saying yeah i fuck i fuck for money so what well all i know is uh dudes can't really judge because if anybody was paying for dick, we would be selling it. But nobody. That's it's true. Just not a, it's just not a seller's market at all. It's not a seller's market. <laughs> it's the hardest thing to move. It really is. It's like, <laughs> the, it's like the opposite of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you're looking back in your stock going, there's, there's some shit out here that they got the ghost real soon. Everything about to yeah. go on sale. Yeah, I wish we, like, it doesn't it's even like matter. Sell, it's like trying to sell plastic spoons and forks. Right. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what the dude looks like. If you raise up off a woman and go, so that'll be uh, 150 man, she will lose her goddamn mind. There's no way you could pull that no one. Way. That one off. Shit. <laughs> hey, so what you got on this light bill? Excuse me? I said, uh, uh, it's looking kind of light outside. I should probably get on the raid, get out. Ah! Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if she, I don't care if she came so hard, some snot shot out her nose. She's still not giving you. <laughs> Never. Not even a ride home if you're gonna if you're gonna come at her like that. Right. <laughs> not even not even the bus pass. You might can ask if she wants to make something to eat. You might can ask hey. that after a while. After a while. After you've been knowing each other. <laughs> After we've built a real relationship. Yeah, she, she, she ain't gonna pay you just for, she ain't gonna pay you just for Tallywacker. She'll pay you for a consistent good. <laughs> right. But she ain't gonna just pay you for just one, one occurrence. Man, shut up. Yeah, she might take care of you. You know what I'm saying? She might be like, <laughs> oh, I heard. That consistent. <laughs> Women sign like NFL deals. NFL deals. <laughs> no guaranteed money. <laughs> It's backloaded. No, no, no. It's backloaded. You gotta get like no paid contract. You gotta get like the fourth year the contract. <laughs> she be like, yeah, let me look at your injuries. You a six month deal. <laughs> right. It's a roster bonus at five months. So yeah. Yeah. if you're still here, then I might uh put something on your gas tank yeah. once in a while. <clears throat> um. So yeah, uh, that sex tape is bullshit. Um. <laughs> U.S. Airways tweeted out uh image today. Oh, I saw this. Which I don't think I can put in the chat. I don't know what the rules are on Freecast. Oh, what happened? Uh, but it's a picture of um. Oh. You might just can put like the link without the without the post. I okay, let me see if, if I can find it. The links were blurred out. Yeah, yeah. let me let me let well, me you know see. Oh, here. Okay, I will put. You might can, put in vivid detail. I'm gonna put a link, guys. You can click on it if you want to see it, but yeah. I will describe it to you. It is a woman laying on her back with a plane entering her vagina. Oh, my. 
Now, I don't know why they had this image. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what. I don't know why, was. His, why was that in his gallery? Right. <laughs> like why he had this on his clipboard? I don't know. When did oh. you think this was going to come up in turn? Oh, <laughs> so somebody tweeted this from their official account? Yes. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> from, like, United yeah. Airways with Only with the little Airways verified thing? <laughs> so I was like, I guess they finally found a plane. Uh, but <laughs> apparently it wasn't, the, it wasn't that one. So uh, the hunt still continues. I thought we had solved the mystery. I was like, that's why, uh, that's wow. why, that's why ladies gotta be careful cutting that landing strip. You know, like, you never, <laughs> you gotta be careful with, with the designs down there, ladies. Um, so US Airways apologized after a pornographic image was mistakenly sent out on, sent out on his Twitter account. The image was tweeted at least once in response to a customer who complained to US Airways in a tweet saying, you ruined my spring break. I want some free stuff. <laughs> Here's, like, here's a plane in the pussy. Here you go. Yeah, that's how I want to get here. Uh, you broke up, Saron. You there? Uh-oh. Here we go, guys. Saron? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, yeah I, I hear, hear you now. now. Go ahead. I said maybe he was saying, I don't know, maybe he was saying go fuck yourself. Because right. I, I don't know what else. <laughs> right. Oh, our plane is fucking real good because I... I don't, we don't really fly, but a lot of people who say they have a lot of problems with U.S. Airways. Then mm-hmm. they want to charge you 55, no, $125,000 for a bag and stuff like that, making people angry. Yeah. Well, that's a layover for you, you know. That's um, a real layover. <laughs> I just want to know, cause that, I'm looking at that model plane. That's at least a, uh, a 72 hour job right there. So you took all the time to put that together and you like, you got finished, you looked at it and you're like, now nah, what can I do? And that was her first thought. <laughs> I'm thinking about yeah. the woman who 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 who's in the picture, like right, yeah. And it's looking more. Was she looking around the room for random stuff? <laughs> right. And like you know what? Um, I'm running out of things to put in my vagina. Uh, hand me that model airplane. That's there you that's go. not that's not the first and last shot of that photo shoot. I'm pretty sure right. there's a reel of photos from that day with just random shit. G.I. Joe's and that shit. Ah, a kid shit. Right. Could you imagine no. that? They were like, baby, you can't play with that no more. Mama, what happened to my airplane? Mama had don't, to burn mm-mm. it. Your mama nasty. Don't. Right. <laughs> don't, don't touch that, son. Don't no, touch my that. My plane smell funny. Right. No, <laughs> put, you put the G.I. Joe's down, okay? Put all of that down. We're going to have to wash those. Um, None of these spoons are any good no more. Right. We throw all these away. <laughs> we eat with our hands in this house from now on. And we wash everything first. Yeah, man. I, it was just amazing to see somebody fuck up that bad, man. And uh, just, You said it was an intern? I don't know if it's an intern, but I mean, somebody that does social media for them, I guess they decided... The, the planes need to have a white box to go along with the black box. Cause, oh, uh, Lord. You know, and I guess they didn't pay no attention to the old girl that got fired not too long ago for posting some shit before she landed. Right? Well, this is different. This is different. Okay. This is not like a person being like, hey, niggers, I'm going to go on a seven-hour flight. I hope <laughs> but, nothing happens to my but job. But just know that there's repercussions to you tweeting stuff out that, you know. Well, this seemed to be an accident, honestly. Uh, I think it was an accident. I think oh. he had two tabs open and some just went horribly wrong. <laughs> right. Oh, so, so he didn't preview check it before he yeah, sent it he out? he loves planes. That's obvious. Whoever this is <laughs> loves planes. He's yes. Googling plane-themed porn. Yes. It's, it's almost sad that he's losing his job because this clearly was his calling. 
you know if you he's like my dick can't even get hard without a plane involved so that's why i'm working with y'all yeah like i love u.s airways <laughs> i love it don't you see the 777 she put in her pussy <laughs> wake up in the morning my dick is hard just thinking about going to work <laughs> and then uh Look, a terrible like, mishap i love stand-up comedy i love it with all my heart i've never watched a porno with somebody with a microphone <laughs> in one of their holes. No, I guarantee you. I, I think if, we just came out with how you need to release your sex tape. Mm-hmm. If you search, oh. I guarantee you. <laughs> I, honey, oh, it's there, Karen. It's there. Whatever niche you got, whatever kink you got, it's there. All, all the ob- and I crossed shit by accident. I was like, oh, what is she doing with that uh, cucumber? Uh, I'm um, pretty. I'm pretty sure though. I'm pretty sure we just came up with something new because I feel like. Uh, we get Sarone with Mike. Specialized porn. Right. No, we get Sarone with Mike. Like I don't like this business plan already, but go ahead and finish. We get you a mic. We get two other people fucking in the front. And then you <laughs> do stand up in the back. You see what I'm saying? So, so like every once in a while we kind of pan out and you're just like, so, so where's everybody from? Where's everybody from? Uh, <laughs> Got a tough crowd in the room tonight. What's the deal with orgasms? Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, you know what? Take the microphone, stick it up with a vagina, start speaking. Talk about, hey, this is ultrasound. Hey, baby. Hey. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I think y'all figured out a way for me to get banned by the FCC. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I think that's too much for TV. As long as Wesley Pipes isn't involved, I feel like you could you could be the funniest well, he person. Has there. to be. Right. <laughs> Just for background noise. Yeah, Wesley yeah. would give you a lot of material. A tons of material. Because he won't shut up. He's a he's the only person I mute every time. <laughs> every time. You, you two dog. Uh, I can't do it. Well, I've gotten to the point where I don't even mute him. I just can't jack off to that shit. I just I just turn. I'm just I watch him like a comedian. I'm like, go ahead, do your thing. His hey, his twenty minutes set ain't that bad. He got some good. He got some good <laughs> one liners. Yeah. He got some good some observational stuff. I like when he start looking around the room and commenting on stuff that ain't got nothing to do with this scene. <laughs> Like at all. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his racial humor. You know, yes. uh, one time he was fucking a chick and he made a reference to a black movie and then he said, You probably don't know what that is. And I said, She probably doesn't know what that is. That's a good point, Wes. He was, he was in one, I don't know where they were, but he was just looking around the room picking off random stuff. And he was like, Oh, he's like, Wet girl, you like, where does that fish tank? And then they panned over. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Nice fish tank. Full saltwater fish. I was like, I like that. I like how you what you did though. Uh, he is still my number one get for the blackout tips. I I tried to get him on, and uh, the email he was using was messed up. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on this show because yes, I, I think he would be great. I would love to have him on. That'd be a fun interview. But yeah, oh, I will replay that episode. He got to be on. He got to be on y'all show soon. Yeah, yeah. He's a national treasure. He yes, really he is, is, man. And and he would he would love it if. Everybody hit him on Twitter and tell him to do the show, guys, okay? He would yeah. love it. He was going to be on, man, but his fucking email wasn't working, man. Um, all right, so we got more stuff. Apparently, speaking of airplanes, uh, a Dutch teenager tweeted a threat at American Airlines. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she got arrested because you, you can't do that. That's um, like yelling fire in the movie theater, right? Yeah, it's like saying bomb in an airport, whatever. You know, you can't threaten the air. Like, people don't realize that this Twitter shit is for real. Like, yeah. I know you got your jokes. I know you want to have your, your arguments and your debates. But all this shit is admissible in court, man. Y'all yes, got to be is. careful out here. Facebook, Twitter, Dell. Sometimes I, I saw a girl today that posted a picture. She was like, hey, other girl, 
what you doing putting this picture on my man's phone is a picture of holding her titties and i was like i don't know she probably wanted to jack off to it but it's like you know people i've seen people out here like i will fuck you up man if i see you in the streets i'm like that's admissible evidence because you threatening somebody's life anything the internet is real life now anything you do on here is can be used against you in the court of law like Mm -hmm. it's changed this ain't like the wild wild west in 2000 when you can say whatever like no you can't yeah you go to jail like you threaten me and i trip off the curb that day i'm suing i'm gonna be like hey man i broke my leg uh right right when dude said he was gonna fuck me up so i don't know but i I, he liable um so yeah she threatened it um Uh, the Twitter guidelines for law enforcement say user information can be turned over if there's an exigent emergency that involves danger of death or serious physical injury to a person that Twitter may have information necessary to prevent. So they turned her shit over. Of course. She said, at American Air, hello, my name is Ibrahim, and I'm from Afghanistan, and I'm part of Al-Qaeda, and on June 1st, I'm going to do something really big. Bye. Wow. Wow. They replied, Sarah, we take these threats very seriously. Your IP address and details will be forwarded to security and the FBI. That's right. She's, I love her response. I love her response, though. She's like, what are you talking about? She said, oh, my F. Your white girl. No, I can't be a terrorist. She said, at OMFG, I, I'm, I was kidding. And then, uh, she, then she waited a couple seconds and replied again. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm scared now. Uh, I was joking. It was my friend, not me. Take her IP address, not mine. Mm-mm. I was kidding. Please don't. I'm just a girl. Please. And you snitched. I'm not right. You snitch on your friend. I'm not from Afghanistan. Yes, I'm too young to go to jail. Uh, yeah, I know. My parents are gonna kill me. Uh, I tell them this when I tell them this. Oh my God, I'm 14. I can't control the plane. Uh, and I'm just a fan girl. Please, I don't have evil thoughts. And plus, I'm a white girl. Mm, racist. Yeah, that, that was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> racist right there, okay. Uh, she she putting out all the cards. Like, hey, hey, guys. She was like, they ain't responded back yet. What, 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 oh, shit, this, they might take this seriously. I don't even watch Homeland. That should have been one of them. <laughs> um, I always wanted to be famous, but I meant like Demi Lovato famous, not Osama Bin Laden famous. So she had some jokes. Um, you still thought it was a game at that point. Yes, she did. Yep. A Twitter public policy employee said American Airlines wouldn't have the information it was purportedly sending over to authorities in the first place. He says uh, American Air doesn't have the IP address and details of accounts that mentioned them on Twitter. Oh, Regardless, be- one user pretty much captured why it was a bad idea in the first place. It's not about race or age. It's about being a moron and making threats against people's lives. You don't think that they could find this information out about you? Mm-hmm. Just because your name is not attached to your Twitter account, if they say who is this person, they can find your ass. Apparently, there's been copycat tweeters that are trying to get do the joke too. I guess this is before this article came out about her getting um, her ass arrested. They'll get, they'll get all y'all. <laughs> he said, "I have a bomb on the next plane to take off." Said uh, said some dude, and oh, you'll be get arrested too. Another person said, "Release her, or I'll bomb your headquarters." You're gonna arrest me now? Yes. 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 Yeah, yes, they blues, are. <laughs> fucking yes, idiots. they are. They come to get all your asses. I, I, it's something about um, <laughs> anonymity, uh, quote, unquote, anonymity people think that they have that makes them do this dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, when they say we got issues, we got problems, let's suppose there was a real issue and people were tweeting about it. 
they, no, they it's, it's real life. <laughs> yeah, like you say, it's real life. I think some people still think the internet is not real life no more. They, they don't think it's real life, so they separate the reality from it. But yeah, arrest her and arrest them other two dumbass idiots too. Yeah, uh, Sarone, man. Do you ever worry about, you know, paying for the prom? We recently covered an article that said the prom costs $978 right now. Yes, sir. On average. Well, my oldest is 13, so next year I guess will be her first um, her first prom, possibly. I'm not worried about like, it because she's not going. Okay. <laughs> it's also funny, too, because I didn't think about this, but you're right. A girl could get taken <laughs> three to four times, possibly. Yeah. I didn't even think about that because I think about it from a guy's perspective and you pretty much only go senior year, um, you know, save up and all this shit. But yeah, a girl could get asked any year and and the parents are shelling out a thousand dollars. Like that's four thousand dollars over four years. Are you crazy? Yeah. From knife to a knife to 12 now. Like you won't be going up there in a t-shirt and jeans. Hey, it's the businesses have have caught on to the fact that, um, parents want to do everything. And they can to like make their kids happy and not be the parent that didn't do this. And all the prices have gone like just all the way out, out of where prom dresses, you know, any kind of after school activity you do, dance classes, karate, whatever. They making it as expensive as possible because I know these dresses were nine hundred dollars when I was back. When I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we lose the room again? Hold on. Uh, I think we might have lost them a little bit. Um. All right, uh, let me see if we can get them back here. One, two. No problem. Is that wrong there? Okay, yeah. I hear them now. All right, I hear them. Uh, all right, man. So uh, here's a good idea. All right, Sarone. I, I want to save you some money. Kentucky Fried Chicken now has a chicken corsage. Um, that okay. They, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. And I'm going to go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Um, and apparently it has like a, a commercial and everything. I haven't played this before. Is this before. real or joke? No, this is, this is real. Uh, I'll play it for you, Karen. It's a guy standing outside with a box and a bow tie. He's in a suit, clearly about to go to the prom. Walks in to meet the parents, sitting down with the parents. It's awkward. The girl comes down the stairs. She gives him that, that thing you put on the tie, on, on your lapel. I forget what that shit's called. And, uh, it's time for him to give her something, Karen. Hands in a box. It looks like a corsage. It's original recipe. I know how much you like original recipe. Original recipe corsage, Karen. You feel like this is uh, special yet, Karen? Putting that greasy shit on my dress. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck wrong with you? This I mean... Disrespecting my daughter like this on my front porch. I'll be smelling like oil and french fries and shit. Mm-mm. Not even extra crispy. Went with the original that's Come been sitting on, in there since 7 o'clock this morning. <laughs> I'm talking about and and imagine niggas be trying to be cheap with uh, be cheap and buy it too early and have to freeze it and shit because they don't want to buy it fresh out the box. Mm-mm. Okay, well Jesus, fine. That can go terribly. Apparently, wrong. it's a bad idea, everybody. I'm sorry. Might as well, well, no chicken corsages for all the young ladies this year. 
No, what they gonna have next? Just the whole meal is gonna be in there next time. <laughs> like that big ass Pizza Hut box we got. Roger, Roger ordered some Pizza Hut. He came that box like a fucking surfboard. I was like, God damn, how big is this box? <laughs> For those that don't speak country, it was surfboard. Uh-huh. Um, a bear dragged the Florida woman from her garage. Oh my! This lying ass. A uh, Florida woman is recovering after being attacked by a bear who was ambled into her open garage, sifted through her garbage cans and searched for food. The woman said as many as five bears of various sizes were rooting through her trash <gasps> when she walked into the garage. A black bear dragged her from inside the garage out into her driveway, leaving her with scrapes and cuts to her face and legs. I, I, have, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I know. I do, too. Okay. You- How much porridge did she steal? Cause you know you go there, they you fo- eat they, up all the goddamn porridge. They follow her ass all the way back they, home. They have a great sense of smell. And my thing is this: you man tell me five bears in your garage. You ain't you. Nothing was like, oh shit, let me close this door and keep my ass in the house. Did you take your ass out there talking to him and shit? She probably of course won. she did. I, I mean, cause I don't, cause Get, shoo, cause, shoo, cause beat it, bears. Cause I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you going. They grabbed her and drug her ass. I was like, how the fuck they grab you and drag your ass outside? You was in the house. You went outside. You, yeah. you went out to the fucking danger. She probably went out there with like a broom. Beat it. Get out of here, bears. But shoo. You know what? You deserve you open to get your door and you see whatever that time of night. I'm going back in the house if I see a raccoon. You mean tell me you wouldn't Ain't that the truth? I see a fucking bunny that don't look right. I'm shutting the goddamn door. <laughs> right. what's, a bunny, what's a bunny doing in the garage? <laughs> right. Yes. His this, ass don't belong there. I wish I had Old a picture bunny. of her. I wish I had a picture of her because, you know, uh, we could play guest to race. But, I mean, I think Buzzing we all. White. We already know the uh, answer to this one. Um, white. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conserva- Conservation Commission spokesman Greg Workman said initial reports that several bears had attacked the woman were wrong. There were several bears observed near the area, but one bear is responsible for the injuries. So, you know, must have been black bears because they was ready to blame them all. Like they done shot five (laughs) bears in the area. They ain't even (laughs) tested them to see if they was the ones that bit her. They just shot them. Right. He looks suspicious. So if you was a black bear, you need to stay in the house. Or if you just a black dude with a big afro, you need to stay in the house. (laughs) All y'all look the same. Right. (laughs) Try not to to, uh, lumber when you walk. I can already tell the tragedy that's coming up tomorrow. There's going to be some black dude that dropped his phone or dropped his glass and he got on all fours to pick it up and bam, that's it. They shot him. What was he doing wearing a fur? That's his right. fault. Um, ah. Lieutenant, then George Zimmerman gonna pay the picture of it and sell it. Oh, Lord, uh, I hope not. Lieutenant Jeff Hudson said the woman had an encounter with a black bear, uh, but could not confirm the report of multiple bears being involved in the incident. Maybe this is all just a euphemism. He can't say cocaine, he can't say cocaine to the drugs that come back. <laughs> oh, Lord. Maybe it's just a euphemism. Maybe it was just five black dudes in the garage with her and, uh, oh, she said bear. Gotcha. You know, she's, uh, yeah, she had you an didn't encounter. You see the clothes? They all got clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday night, the encounter came the same day Florida wildlife officials warned that black bears and their cubs have started moving around and search for food after the winter. See, man, th- fucking Florida, man. How, what is the rules? Like, that's why I can't live in Florida. Cause like, what are the rules, man? Nobody respects the rules. This is, you can kill black kids. Bears can come in your house. Like, Can't take your wife. 
You know, and it honestly, they don't, they don't tell you in, they don't tell you in Florida where they build your houses. Like, and no shit, Florida will, they'll cut down, you know, cut out a nice little swath in the woods in like a weekend or whatever, and then put up 150 houses. You thinking this land has always been here. No, this used to be all trees. Mm-hmm. So when the bears wake up in a few weeks, they wake up like, wait, what happened to my favorite tree that was over here? So yeah, they, they build. <laughs> Right on top of swamps and right on top of woods, and <laughs> expect you expect the, the deer and stuff to stay away. But no, these yeah. bears like I, I don't know like, stuff here. um, yo yo yo, uh, house is on top of my shit. And I don't know yeah. if Sarone saw this, but on Twitter they, they started trending this question like, "What do you do if you see five bears pulling off with your wife?" <laughs> yeah, I saw. I'm like, then she's gone. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? I say to give the porridge back, honey. I don't know what the fuck to do to five bears. I'm a man, but I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do against. We spoke, we both gonna die. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted my response to it. I, I said that if five bears attack my wife, I'm gonna help her off of instinct. I'm just gonna be so scared. I'm gonna just jump in there and start fighting. But if five squirrels attack her, I'm gonna be so confused and paralyzed <laughs> by confusion. I'll probably just put it on Vine because I, I don't know what to do in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pull out my phone. World star. <clears throat> oh, right. Lord. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Five bears is a, a You're like, huh, few... has to be on Animal Planet. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, a few too many bears oh. for me, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, one too many bears. I, bears don't even hang out together. And people ain't survive <laughs> a single one-on-one bear attack. And you survive five? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that says a lot about his wife that she was that they gave her back. Really? You know, she She was unbearable apparently um, okay all right <laughs> well uh Sarone, <laughs> we have had a great time i appreciate hey. you coming out man Sarone has to go uh be a father and uh we're yes. about to uh get into the games here make sure you follow him on twitter at Sarone russell please do uh make sure you guys uh go to the decepticomics uh dot tumblr dot com mm-hmm. page and uh follow that man uh go see those guys in any, anytime you can yes go support them yes and, next uh, big show is coming up here uh, again in DC, it's uh, June 13th at 8 p.m. at the Beer Baron Tavern. Um, the ticket link is up on our website, like he said, deceptbecomes.com. Uh, thank y'all, Karen Rod, again for having me. I always have a good time with y'all, man. So. You too, Saron. Thank you for doing the show, man. All right, see y'all. Peace. Peace. That was fun. Always um, a good time to have him on. So, uh, before we even get into our games, I didn't know on Twitter, apparently it was Black Woman Appreciation Day. At least that's the hashtag that was going around. And uh said that on Bossip, but then I couldn't find any information about Black Women Appreciation Day on the Internet. Like, if you search I, it, nothing good comes up. I, is that some shit they made up? I don't know. Like, honestly, I really don't know. Um uh, I don't know if it's just a Twitter thing. If I, I asked anybody if they could have sent me a link to it because I would you know, like to be like, hey, uh here's, you know, how you celebrate it or what it – you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, nobody really said anything, but, um, it's ironic cause I didn't know that. But this morning, um, somebody asked like, why do you love black women? Um, uh, and like different people were answering this stuff. And, uh, you know, I normally don't talk about this kind of shit to be quite honest. Like I try to keep my Twitter light and funny and, um, you know, not like to go in or whatever. And then people have different insecurities and shit. And I don't want to, cause anybody to feel hurt or bad or yeah. whatever because of my opinion about something and yep. i try to and i think people feel like they're going to be judged and i try to tell them like this is my opinion but i'm not actually judging anybody just just my opinion yeah 
but um you know i kind of talked about it a little bit today um feminist jones like storified it and all this stuff um you know which was cool but you know totally not the reason i did it just um i just really wanted to talk about it really but um you know i do kind of get that feeling a lot of times where it's like people don't say it enough Mm -hmm. they don't talk about it enough Mm -hmm. but um you know one of the things i was saying that i love black women for is because nobody's ever loved me the way black women love me and i mean that from my mom my aunts my friends my wife obviously um everybody you know what i mean like even when black men are successful there's always black women rooting from the sidelines you know or or more importantly rooting in your life pushing you you know to do better to um succeed um i think your mom you know what i mean raising you um you know it's kind of sucks because uh the older i get the more i feel like among my peers um i i'm kind of like not common to have this attitude towards black women Mm-mm. and and i don't think it's a special attitude because it's not this like oh black women are better than anything they the best and y'all need to just shut up and like you know what i mean like i'm not it's not even in in uh it's not even like to try to compare and contrast or be like oh this is a result of me hearing that white women are the best well black women are the best like it's literally just you know uh i can't imagine sharing my life with somebody else you know i can't imagine um you know just uh like you know i just i just don't see them as a negative i don't see black women as a at a default as as a negative and i don't think that's really something that should be applauded but it's weird because apparently we've gotten to that point where just saying like, I love black women. I love my sisters. This is why is like a, a rare occurrence. Now it's kind of it, sad. It is. It is. And I think, um, it stems from a lot of different things. It stems from, uh, uh, people being hurt by love, people being hurt by, uh, women in their lives. Uh, but also it's just one of those things where, People have to realize when it comes to black women, no matter what you've been through, just speak from a black perspective, no matter what you've been through, there's always have been a black woman somewhere in your life, be it an aunt, be it a cousin, be it a friend, somebody that says, you know what, I love you, I support you, I'm here for you. And it's a true, real friendship. Yeah, even, but I'm saying like, one, you share certain common factors in the way that America views you and your yes, upbringing you and stuff. And there's certain things that people can understand from your perspective. I don't think that's all there is to love and respect and all that. I think people can love I, somebody of any race, color, nationality. I, but and I do too. You know, but um, it was kind of weird because I've seen people talk negatively as a man about black women, and like it's a given, and like surprised when I speak up. Yeah. Like, well, they're really like, why are you? Why, oh, this your thing? And it's like. It, it shouldn't have to be a thing. What you're saying is wrong. It's ignorant. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, and I really think a lot of this shit stems from the fact that, um, uh, because everybody's so quick to blame black women. I think a lot of this shit stems from the fact that black men didn't stick around and love the mothers of their children. Um, I think a lot of this happens because kids grow up not seeing what uh, it is to love a woman. They grow up not seeing that it doesn't make a man weak. It doesn't make, uh, uh, it doesn't make a man uh, 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 less than just because he loves somebody. 
Um, and they, it, it, and I think people grow up with these misplaced notions of what love is. Yeah. Um, and this idea that somehow child rearing is completely separate from a relationship. And I think the biggest service my father did was loving my mother. Um, uh, I know it wasn't always easy. I know that there's, you know, they have ups and downs like every other couple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but getting to see, uh, my father love my mom who is, you know, uh, fiercely loyal, um, passionate, yes. um, a, a, a developing human being, which is something people don't talk about enough. But like the mom I had when I was 13 is not the mom I have now. No, it's not. Like she's completely, um, kind of, you know, through, I think through, through us as a family, you know, having three, men in the house or whatever, um, through you, um, kind of being her, uh, her daughter at this point, you know, um, and just through life, like she's learned a lot and opened up a lot. Um, and the same stereotypical things that people say about black women in a negative light, those things all existed for my mom, but they weren't limiting factors. Like she, um, because she's a human being like every other black woman, um, and like any person if you show somebody love that makes them grow and it to me i think it's more of a failing on the part of black men in general because they don't know how to love you know what i mean they just don't know how and it's not so it's i think love is a learned skill like anything else yes it is you know like and and because society is always like micro analyzing women and what did you do wrong why you ain't got a man what why you had this kid it's never like men never turn the focus on themselves in any emotional light it's like it'll turn your focus on yourself like why you ain't got a job or um uh why can't you fight or um why you listen to this soft music or something like that but but like just literally saying you know, part of what makes you a man is how you love your woman, how you raise your children, how you conduct yourself, um, you know, uh, when you know the world is kind of watching you. Um, I think that that matters. I, I, like if I had a legacy to pass on, I hope that, um, even though I don't, um, trade on this, so to speak, like I don't, I'm never gonna write a, a relationship book or whatever, but I do hope that, um, our relationship is something people take with them uh even you know after we're gone you know after uh if we're ever done doing the show if like i hope people can see like this is the way people should love each other um as an example not the example not you should only do this or whatever like but like patience tolerance um appreciation respect um those things are qualities that I don't see black men really having and they're way too comfortable shitting on black women. And you know, it infuriates me, man. I don't watch those world star hip hop videos that, Mm-mm. Hey, look, these black women fighting. I don't watch that shit because no. it, it, it does. It makes me furious. I can't laugh at it. You know what I mean? It's, I know that I laugh at a lot of shit, but it's one of the few things where I'm like, Nope, I refuse. Like that's my button. I don't blame everybody else. I don't tell them you can't watch this video or how shame on you. Like I said, I don't talk about it because I don't want people to feel judged. And I feel like it's a community shortcoming. You know what I mean? Like we just like, I don't know how you fix this necessarily. I mean, I know how you fix it. You fucking stick around, raise your kids. You stay faithful to your wife. Um, 
you don't be afraid to be judged for loving somebody i mean that's how you do it but i don't know that people will do it because i think on a on a on another level a lot of dudes are running away from black women because they see black women as a set of issues and problems because of how the world treats them and it's like if i can opt out of being involved in this i would rather just opt out because these other women aren't being constantly under attack. Like their, their beauty isn't being attacked. Their existence isn't being attacked. Their children aren't being attacked. They're not being systematically incarcerated. Um, they're not, you know, having issues, uh, of discrimination at, at the job at the same rate. Um, like they can kind of opt out of these problems. And I think deep down subconsciously, and I'll probably never speak on this shit again to be quite honest with y'all. Cause like I said, it, to me, it feels kind of judgmental, and I think people have a lot of insecurity about this shit. Mm-hmm. And just saying it, I know people are already like, "Man, fuck this nigga. What does he know? He don't know shit about me." But I really do think that's what it is. People don't want to deal with the problems that come along with, you know, black women, quote unquote. But they disguise it in white women are the best, and man, you got to have a blazing chick. You got to have like just all these different layers of like. Like black is the basic bottom, you know, the, the, the package that you get, um, for your car when, when it's just the minimum, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is just uh no AC, no transmission, no nothing. And I'm like, it, I've never been able to relate to that state of mind because I've always seen nothing but like excellence from the black women in my life. Those are the people that supported me. Um, those are the people that helped me. Um, those are the people that guided me. Um, and seeing my father, um, you know, treat my mother with, you know, respect, um, and as a person to be coveted is, is exactly how I see black women now. Like, yeah, I, that's a person to be coveted, to be respected, to be, you know, held in high, high regard. I'm not saying anybody's flawless. I still treat you like a human being. If you disagree with me and we disagree, I'm still going to be, cool i'm not gonna be an ally i don't know how to do that i will be your friend you know yeah. what i mean we can have a conversation you still my sister at the end of that conversation even if we disagree or come away whatever but like it's very weird to me as an adult now to see the damage that i really think men have done by not being in men's lives like mm-hmm. like it's funny because you'll see dudes say like I, I, I mean i'm not joking this happens to me several times a month I'll see dudes talking about women at the at the gym. And it was mostly black dudes, right? And they'll be like, yeah, man, white women are this or white women are that. Or they'll be surprised I have a black wife or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you can't run from race. Your daughter is going to be black. Your son is going to be black. It doesn't matter who you impregnate, who bears, who, who bears your seed. That child is going to be a black woman. And all the bullshit that you think, all the negative stereotypes around that, someone's going to think that about her. Yes, they are. So how the fuck are you going to stop that cycle by running or perpetuating these negative stereotypes? Like I said, I don't talk about it often because I hear it so fucking much. It is very frustrating. It makes me angry. But it's just sad. You know what I mean? When you're just like, really? Like, who hurt you to the point where you're like this? And I, I think because we don't put the same qualifications on men we're never going to hear it but your father hurt you 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 know what i mean our the generation before us because now we get blamed like y'all don't stick around raise your kids this shit started somewhere 
and it happened after Martin Luther King, but before um, Puff Daddy. You know what I mean? Like this shit didn't start. It didn't start when, uh, you know, the day I was born. A generation before us let our women down. Yes, they did, and left them in a in, in this state where how the fuck do you even adapt to life if you don't become uh, a person that is self sufficient? You know what I mean? They're like, well, um, the government's keeping men out of the house because the government's giving such and such, or you get your ass in there, you you do what you can to help. You know what I mean? Any, I know a lot of men that could have made that excuse, man. Like real talk, there's always an excuse and there's always a reason to avoid your responsibilities. Yes, it is. There's always a reason to move on to the next chick rather than stick with the one that, uh, you know, you, that you, uh, you're supposed to be trying to raise a child with. There's always a reason not to do the shit. You know what I mean? But it's really like a lot of people felt like they upgraded because it's like at least these other women aren't under attack the way black women are in America. And, um, you know, I, like I said, it's really disappointing, man. I don't know what to do about it. I, I don't speak on it cause I don't have a solution. All I have is a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment and a lot of judgment for other men. Honestly, man. And I'm not saying that to pander. I'm not saying that shit is an ally. I'm not saying it for retweets or any of that shit. It's really how I feel. I probably won't even speak on this shit again, to be quite honest. Cause I already know people gonna feel judged. You know what I mean? And I don't know what you can do about somebody that wasn't in your life. You know what I mean? Like, how do you fix something that's missing that you don't even know is missing? That's true. Cause I'll talk to dudes and I'm just like, you don't know how. You know what I mean? You never saw somebody love somebody. Just, you know what I mean? Like, you never that saw it. Additional love. Yeah, like you never saw it to know it. So how the fuck can you know? And and me trying to tell you would just sound condescending and wrong. You know what I mean? It's it's fucked up, you know. And I don't want to say I pity that person, but it's like it's something close to it because I don't know how to fucking communicate with that person to be like what you just said. Like one dude literally, like two actually, said to me, they're like, white girls are the best. And I was like, well, shit, that's kind of um kind of racist black dudes. And they was like, how? No joke. Both of them look no joke on their face. Both of them turned to me at the same time and said, how? And I was like, all the races of women in the world. I was like, how did, what do you mean? He's like, it's a compliment. I was like, yeah, but y'all, y'all are black. Like, what does that mean? The best, like, because the, like you flip that compliment and it's obviously telling you that for some reason, other types of women are worse. Why? You know what I mean? I know they were just having a moment of God bonding and shit, and I must have fucked it up. But I, when I hear shit like this, like it's like the record skips in my mind. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? So, um, you know, I don't know how that comes off for Black Women Appreciation, but I'll just say um, one I did not know was that day. I just was talking about it because someone asked a question. Um, but, yeah, nobody's ever going to love me the way Black women have loved me my entire life. When I have a job, when I have any confidence, when I know what the fuck was going to happen with this show, uh, this black woman behind me didn't give me time to doubt myself, <laughs> didn't give me a time to reach into any type of despair, like, mm. didn't have, I didn't get a time to not be confident, dog. I was like, I have to do the show tomorrow, and I need to figure out how the fuck we're going to pay for this. Like, I didn't have time to dwell on, this is fucked up. What the fuck am I going to do now? You know what I mean? Because you already were like, this is what we're going to do. 
you're going to figure it out. Even if I don't know how to do it, I have the confidence <laughs> that you will figure out how to do it. Hell yes. I was like, and, 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 and the thing about it too is uh, uh, one last thing. Okay. And it's not that no other race of woman can do what you did, but you're a black woman. And if they're going to count all this negative shit, then God damn it. That counts too. You know what I mean? Like, why are we only counting the negative shit? Like, if I hear one more fucking, you know, these hood rats are fucking life up. They're not doing this. And if they would pick better men, if you would raise better men, you would like you would it wouldn't be so. It's not so hard to pick from people that, you know, were raised right. It really is not, man. So, you know, it's it's, I know it's a murky situation. There's no easy answers, man. I really Mm -hmm. do. But those are my thoughts on this shit, man, is if we as men, black men specifically, could fucking learn to love black women like the the way that I saw my father love my mom, then you, I think people would not have so many issues around this shit. And they wouldn't be saying ignorant shit, racist shit, and demeaning shit about People that are in the struggle with us together. It doesn't even matter if you're in a relationship with them sexually or not. not. The world is going to view us together. This is us. And if they say a society can be judged by how it treats its women, then as a black community, as a black society, we are failing. We are not treating our women very well. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I can only be a little bit of a solution. I got one. You know what I mean? Like, she is not uh, allowing applications i'm sorry other <laughs> ladies but i is i can only help the one that i'm with you know what i mean and um i don't know man uh it's, you know I, and i didn't and, and the thing is man i didn't want to fetishize it on some like well they just got big asses because that's what kind of what bossip did where they put pictures of women in dresses and shit and they all fine and shit i mean that wouldn't be a hundred volumes of booty talk if black women wasn't fine <laughs> that's the truth i'm not even gonna debate that but it's just to me, it's beyond just being physically attractive. You know what I mean? It's about solely, like your soul being attractive. It's about um, your humanity being attractive. It's, it's about more than just, you know, just how you look, but it's about how, uh, you know, black women communicate. Um, you know, and I saw a lot of men praising black women for being strong and shit, and you can't deny it, they are. But I didn't even want to just say, well, y'all strong and y'all fierce because it's not even just that because, mm-hmm. you know, that sounds like a linebacker. Like, I, that, like it's more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I not that that's not a good quality because, you know, some people were upset that men were saying that. But, like, if that's what you love, that's what you love, right? You know what I mean? But but it's, it's more than that. You know what I mean? I don't I, – I, I love that, um, you know, that, 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 that they are supportive. I love that they do – root for us but i also just like you know can't help like it, there are women I, i'm no joke there are women that i on twitter fucking have despised you know what i mean where i literally like fuck them i hate what they did i hate what they i can't stay mad at them it's years later i'm I'm like good for her there i'm over it she hopefully they moved on i still remember the shit they did i can't like i can't stay mad at them because i love them even as somebody that I should be like, I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. Part of me is like it over time just weakens where I'm like, but you still my sister and I love you and I hope you do well. So go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Um, is that all sweetie? I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that was it. I just wanted to say that for black women's appreciation or whatever. And, and I guess from, from, uh, my, uh, perspective, it's just one of those things where, like you say, just in general, 
um you were talking about your mother earlier and in addition to men uh loving women uh also in the black community uh they don't address that there are a lot of hurt women and hurt little girls. It's like there are a lot of hurt little boys. And also I think your mother showed me how to become a woman and how to embrace my blackness and love my blackness and appreciate my blackness and love my, my, my kinky hair and love the, the darkness of my skin and um, don't allow me being uh, black to be a hindrance to anything that I do in life and know that racism is going to come, but that's okay. And know that people are going to call you names and people are going to say you're less than, but that's okay. You still have to learn how to love yourself. And in addition to the fathers, there are a lot of women that are failing their little girls by not telling them every day that you're beautiful, by not telling them every day that you're worthy of somebody who loves you, regardless of the color of their skin, by not instilling to them that you can do anything and you can be anything that you want to be, by not telling them you don't have to settle for less than, by not telling these little girls at a really, really young age that I expect you to finish high school. I right. expect you to go to college. I expect you not to have children out of wedlock. These are my expectations for you as a child, three and four and five year old. You don't it, even have to teach a kid. Like I see people now struggling to learn to love themselves. And it's like, yes, the first or, or even, you know, and you'll hear like, remember when Oprah did that thing about little boys and little girls, black girls, black boys, fatherhood, motherhood. How many women define their lack of love for themselves by going, well, I sought it in relationships. Yes, yes. Try, you know, sex, having, you know, different men. If the first person that loves you is your father, you don't need, like you have your male validation kind of met. And then it's a standard for other motherfuckers where it's like, um, nigga, you not, um, you, you nothing like my daddy. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have dated a woman that was nothing like my mom. Like to be honest, like if, if I, like there's certain qualities where I'm like that loyalty, that dedication, um, you know, um, even to some extent her stubbornness, like it's certain things where you like, yeah, if that's not a quality in a woman, then I, how the fuck can I deal with her? Cause you know, I need that. You know what I mean? You yeah. need somebody like that. Um, and, and a mate is those are the qualities that I grew up thinking this is part of womanhood. Well, how many women grow up with the incomplete, like with a blank for what fatherhood and what male, per, what male qualities should they be looking for? And yet you still hear motherfuckers blaming women for all this shit. There's just no responsibility at the feet of men. I have no idea why it is that way, but it's just, it's, it's goddamn frustrating. And, and to an extent is, is just the, just the community as a whole feeling itself by not understanding that there are a lot of hurt people out there. And instead of addressing the issues of people being hurt, people take this hurt and they carry it into adulthood because like, I, I, I can't speak for Roger, but I can speak for me being a black female, being raised by a single mother, not having a father there. And to me, it, 
as a child, it puts a hole in your heart. Like, like I'm just speaking for me because they're like you had both parents. Right. But for me personally, it puts a huge hole in your heart. And Father's Day, you get angry. You you go and you see uh, people bring their parents to like the the uh, fun day at at at, at um elementary school and i used to remember what i get i got my aunt and uncle y'all not my mom and daddy Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then uh for me basic for me also my mother's mentally ill so i was not raised by my mother or my father Mm -hmm. and so as a child a lot of anger sets in a lot of bitterness sets in a lot of why wasn't i good enough a lot of what's wrong with me and these are things that you have got to address and when you do not address these things, they turn into bitter, they turn into hurt, they turn into pain, and they carry with you into your adulthood. And you still are holding on to the same pain that you had when you were five and six and seven and 30 and 40s and 50s. And then you wonder why every relationship you get in falls apart because you never got to the point where you learn how to love yourself. I can't speak for anybody else, but I can tell you the day I learned how to love myself. My life changed forever. The day I got comfortable in my own skin and in something as silly, I used to look in the mirror and tell myself that I am beautiful. I used to look in the mirror and tell myself that I am worth being loved because there were many days as a child where I would look in the mirror and say, what's wrong with me and burst out in tears. There used to be many days I used to look in the mirror and say, I'm ugly. I'm worthless. Why was I born? Why was I here? And that's real pain. And, and, and these are issues that a lot of black people go through. And on top of that, you have racism. You, you, you go to work every day and you're dealing with all these problems and these issues. And everybody wants to act in our community. They don't want to talk about issues. They don't want to talk about problems. They don't believe in going to psychiatrists. They don't believe in going to psychologists. They don't believe in people literally getting help with these issues because they are real issues and they carry but, on into adulthood. And then also men have the option, it seems, to leave. Yes, you know but what women I mean? don't not, have that option. Right, and it's not even like an option where it's like, oh, um, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just never gonna deal with black women. You have dudes that they might have two or three baby moms. They'd be like, I'm still leaving this community behind, um, on some bitter shit and shitting on black women the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have no problem with interracial dating or any Me of that either. shit. Mm-mm. I really think people should love whoever they want to love. Yes. But, but it's I've heard too much negativity. You know what I mean? Where yeah. I'm like. Why are you so negative towards this is your sister? I don't give a fuck what you you know how you try to frame it. It's your sister, man. Yeah. There's entire YouTube like sections of YouTube that are just niggas hating on black women every goddamn day. There's podcasts about how to fucking play women and how to talk shit about sisters every goddamn day. You know, I I stopped going to church. Part of the reason I don't go to church is cuz I would be in there and I'm like this preacher is just shitting on the black women that are supporting his motherfucking ass through this money. If it wasn't for them showing up to listen to him berate them every Sunday, there wouldn't be a fucking church. But it's, it's like they're, they're there because they're the only ones that are going to support your black ass, man. Like, I don't know why there was any point in worshiping these other altars of folks that don't reciprocate that love and why you're chasing that. But on a, in a, on a mass level, the only women that's ever going to be able to love us are going to be black women because they've been there from the fucking womb to the tomb. You know? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and, man. And, 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 I, and I think for me also uh, growing up too, 
where you're a black child and you hear other black women look you in your eyes and tell you that you're worthless when mm-hmm. as a woman because they've been beaten and scorned and torn down and they've been told men ain't shit and they believe that and 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 they actually embed that and give that to their children and to their little girls and it's just one of those things where it it um makes the problem even worse cuz then it goes from generation to generation and i can say this when I remember when I first, uh, when me and Roger first started dating, Roger used to tell me I was beautiful and I literally would look at him and tell him he was lying. I was like, I don't believe you. Like, like, cause, because in my heart, I did not believe that a black man could literally love me just the way I am with my flaws, with not being the perfect weight, not being the perfect height, not, you know, being, you know, quote unquote, what's considered the standard definition of beauty. I couldn't believe that somebody literally could love me just the way I am. And it's just one of those things where he loved me where I was and we grew from there. And I think so many people, whenever they meet people, they don't love them where they are right there. They want to put these other expectations on somebody and want them to be things that they're not. And it's just one of those things where people don't want to talk about this. But when it comes to love, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is forgiving. And a lot of people have never experienced it. If you've never experienced it, you can't give it to somebody else. Well, that's the thing I will say is. I love you like that because I watched my dad love my mom like that. Yeah. So I watched him like, you know, I watched them teach each other how to love each other because they're very different people. Yes, they are. You know what I mean? I watched them do that. And that is a skill I learned from them that I see lacking in so many black people, man. Yeah, and and and, and you I, know when I mean even on a mass level, when you see like Don Lemon and these motherfuckers talking respectability, but respectability politics, the whole idea behind that is if we do certain things, other people will accept us, respect us, and love us, which is never gonna fucking happen. The, we are in it together. Unless we love ourselves, we'll never build our own shit anyway. So it, I mean. You know, I didn't want to dwell on it too long, and I do want to play our games. I know people want oh, to play the games. No, but, no problem. And, uh, you know, it, it, but it matters. You know, it, it, it matters it, to me a lot. And, and, and it matters to me, too, especially being a black woman and just looking at the world and looking at how I'm perceived every day I walk out my door. And like I said, reading Twitter, reading Facebook, reading all of these things coming from within your own community. And then the the thing is that, when uh, when when and when women when black women bring these issues up to black men they're dismissed right. when they say y'all need to love us more appreciate well, you know, i'm not trying to say be you know be in thing, love with me but you know what it is though Karen? the our the women in our lives raise the men with that confidence they can't relate to the lack of confidence even when they're raising them by themselves that's why some of these niggas are so fucking wrong and so adamantly yeah. wrong and they won't shut the fuck up. And I hear them and I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Well, I just listen to them like you don't fucking know. You just think, you know, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. You're all talking theory. You know what I mean? You're not talking exercise. You haven't put in the fucking work. You've never even seen it work. 
You know what I mean? Every goddamn day of my life, I saw it work. You know what I mean? In the house. And I mean, for good and bad. I saw problems start. I saw them motherfuckers get resolved. End of the day, we're a goddamn unit, and we in this bitch together. Mm-hmm. Roll out. It ain't always perfect. It mm-hmm. damn sure ain't always PC. No. But the shit is always improving, and it's always a, 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 a progress. You know what I mean? It's always uh, a work being put in. And I think because so many people don't see it, they don't know how wrong they are. And like I said, I don't want to talk about it much because I, and like I said, I can't even imagine doing a show like this again. I really just, cause I know it's coming off as judgmental and I know it's coming off as condescending. So I actually want to end it now, but yeah, it, it, it's just kind of, you know, that, that's what I, I saw when I saw the, you know, loving people and even the, you know, you know, and I think it's damaging to everybody, man, mm-hmm. cause we, we really do damage our women with this shit we damage our sons our daughters mm-hmm. we damage ourselves yes. i don't think i don't think a man can be complete without loving somebody yeah and- you know what i mean i don't think you can be the 100 percent you that you need to be you can't even reach the excellence in your own life if you don't give that love to something someone and have it reciprocated yes and and for me i don't ha- we don't have any children, but my niece is like literally the closest thing to a child that I have. And to me, I look back on my life, be it good, bad, or indifferent, and I say, I don't want my niece to have to deal with a lot of the things that I went through. I don't want her to have the lack of self-confidence, the lack of of not feeling love and feeling unwanted due to the color of her skin. I I did not want her. That's why every time I see my niece and she picks at me, I kiss her on the forehead. I tell her I love her. I tell her she's beautiful. I tell her she's worthy. Me and your mama even talk to her when you finish college. Mm -hmm. Ain't no high school. Fuck that. When you finish college is one of those things where I want to instill in her right now where she understands that she is worthy. She is somebody. Right. She can be loved. And it's just one of those things where there's so many people out there that won't love. It's a lot of black women that won't love and want to be loved by somebody. And I can't speak for anybody else, but for a lot of black women, uh, just women in period, they'll look for love and wanting that love from their father so bad that they don't even realize what they're looking for. They'll start having all this sex with all these partners and not, but to, to fill a hole, honestly, right. I'll just that to fill a hole, not because they're a whore, not because they're a slut, but they want to be loved and they think sex equals love and sex is not equal love. And it was not until I got older that I realized that sex and love can, can be mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where that person Having sex with you does not have to love you. But when that person having sex with you loves you, it takes that relationship to a whole nother level and it helps you love yourself more. And I want to, and it's just one of those things where anybody out there listening to my voice right now, especially a black woman or a woman, period, just know that you are loved mm-hmm. and, and just know that there are people that need you and depend on you every day. And I'm like you, I agree with you, Roger. It's very frustrating when you see these things and you're like, but it doesn't have to be this way. And instead of you criticizing 
you need to do something to help the situation. But most people rather walk away from a situation than actually try to be a part of the solution. Yeah. When I see it, there's a huge part of black male culture that I've missed out my whole life. I don't care to be join it, but I'll never get it. I'll never be part of it. But there's a huge part of our culture where it's just shitting on black women. You know, yeah. people have made entire industries out of it. People, you know, relationship expert book people, the, the dudes that, like I said, YouTubes and podcasts about how sisters ain't shit, um, every day of their lives. Like, um, you know, the conversations in the barbershop on the side of a basketball game. I'm never going to ever be part of that because I, I can't exist in a world. I can't even imagine a world where I don't love black women and all I want to do is shit on them. And they don't understand the hurt that they have. You know, like yeah. to me, I just look at them like little boys, like y'all don't have to hurt. And, you know, I'm sure that my point of view is so different from them. They hear me right now and they're like, oh, this weak ass nigga talking about some love and some loving black women and all this shit. Fuck that. This nigga don't know what he talk about. Um, but I'm a man. I was raised by a man. I learned how to be a man. And if it's, you know, like if, if that makes me soft to anybody, I mean, meet me somewhere, obviously. But if, if that makes, if that makes me soft to anybody, then I'll just have to be viewed as soft because, you know, this, to me, this is strength. Like I, like the way that these people define weakness, loving, like loving a woman is somehow weak. Loving black women is somehow weak. I define that as strength. So, yeah. you know, I can't imagine anyway. So, the, you know, to answer the question, uh, why do you love black women? I can't imagine not. Yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? I can't imagine a world where I don't. And I don't. And I and I definitely I'm looking at other people like what what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. And it's one of those things, too. I remember it was a podcast or something that you had on. I don't remember the name, but we've been in the car and he put it on and it would just fucking make me mad. I was like, what is this bullshit? Because the whole time just listening to it, it was like, like you said, that dog whistling. Yeah. It was like you would just they were just saying shit that I was like, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not. it's like. And, and, and I think for me, because as an adult, I don't fit a lot of the quote unquote stereotypes that a lot of people have, even with a lot of our uh, white friends. I'm not loud. I'm not nasty. Mm -hmm. I don't have an attitude. I don't have, you know, we don't have kids. I don't fit any of those stereotypes. And a lot of times, like you say, uh, because you go to a predominantly white, why? If I come bring you something, people, you know, my, my name is Karen, but it's, it's not attached to a black or white. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a neutral name. And so, like you say, it's just one of those things where I've just learned over time that regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation, that Loving me as a black woman can make a difference and loving myself can actually force a man to love you too. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I just think, it, yeah, it's just a sad situation in general. I don't know how to fix it, but it's just part of the culture and it's, it's a sickness. It's a sickness that we have in ourselves, a sickness we have as men. It's being perpetuated. It's been passed down to our daughters. Uh, it's being passed down to our sons. Um, I don't know how you stop it, you know, for all these dudes that talk so much shit on the Internet about being the leader and wearing the pants and commanding your family and shit like that. They sure get going when the time gets rough. You know what I mean? For all the, you know, the the machismo that is displayed in our music and our culture, you know, I don't see it at work. You know what I mean? Because I think machismo isn't let me leave this woman to raise this kid on her own. 
you know what i mean i don't see anything macho in that i don't see anything manly in let me cheat on my wife i don't see anything manly in that so i just have a completely different value system and uh i i feel like i'm on the outside looking in because it's not a lot of dudes that co-sign that shit and this is a conversation i'm never probably gonna have in real life with other black dudes because other black dudes don't talk like this um let's get to our games cool we still do have some games and I know we got a little serious, but uh, we don't play these games. It's going to get even more serious because niggas the, gonna be writing. The, the chat room, the chat room going to be quite angry. Mm-hmm. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for fucking with black people. Today's contestant, the human Barbie. The human Barbie. Human Barbie? The human Barbie. Like Barbie doll? Oh. Um, so she ain't got no genitals, no nipples? <laughs> that's, her, well, that's how my Barbie looks. You know, I don't know. I don't know, you know man. where the penis and vagina should be. It's just, it's just a plastic U-shape. You know, that's a good point. I didn't do enough research. I can put a picture in the chat. I've tried to she, make my Barbies fuck and they don't fuck. <laughs> Look at this Barbie woman. This is a real woman. I put That's in the a chat. woman. Yeah, this is not um the actual doll. That is a woman. And she does look just like that fucking a doll. A real that that's you lying. That's a woman. Mm-hmm. That's not a blow up doll. Her name is Valeria Luckyanova. Nova. Lucky Nova. Uh, and she claims that interracial couples are making the human race uglier and sparking a rise in plastic surgery. Oh, Lord. Mixed babies are pretty. Children of different <laughs> races are beautiful. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they're the problem. Uh, you guys got to stop having them, apparently. Cos- what, is, what is that? She's a size negative, too. Uh, I don't know. Cosmetically enhanced 28-year-old from Ukraine says ethnicities are mixing now, so there's degeneration, and it didn't used to be like that. Remember how many beautiful women there were in the 50s and 60s without any surgery? Oh. And now, thanks to degeneration, we have this. A Russian marriage an Armenian. So she's so racist. Even people that are both white, she's like, mm-mm, y'all ain't from the same town. A Russian marries an Armenian. They have a kid, a cute girl, but she gets her dad's nose. She goes and flies it down a little, files it down a little, and it's all good. What? Mm-hmm. Michael Idal, who interviewed Miss Luckyanova, branded her a racist space alien following her outrageous remarks. Oh. Miss Luckyanova also told Mr. Idal that the idea of having a family is abhorrent to her. The very idea of having children brings out this deep revulsion in me, she said. I'd rather die from torture because the worst thing in the world is to have a family lifestyle. Well, thank God her gene pool is ending. And her plastic pool, apparently. Yeah. Miss Lucky Anova first rose to fame in 2012 after her spiritual counseling videos became a viral sensation worldwide. Her elfin features sparked controversy with many wondering how many surgeries she had undergone to achieve her appearance. But Miss Lucky Anova says that she has only received breast implants and that her appearance is otherwise a result of diet and exercise. You believe it? Hell no. She got everything cut, sliced, and cut and cut some more. Her eyes are are big as as, uh, Coke bottles. Her uh, 18-inch waist, wide-set eyes, diminutive... 18 inches? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. A ruler and a half. Diminutive nose and large breasts appear otherworldly, however. 
she told gq everyone wants a slim figure everyone gets breasts done everyone fixes up their face it's not ideal you know everyone strives to, for the golden mean it's global now yeah everyone no the people that you <laughs> fucking hang with do this the average person is like fuck that and they can't afford it how come you never hear somebody that didn't get plastic surgery say that sentence you never hear someone go everyone's getting plastic surgery <laughs> like it's always somebody who's like now that i have a third eye in my forehead everyone does it no oh my gosh and my thing is this she looks like a like a freak of nature literally like, like well that's what the art the the author of the piece wrote her mouth is frozen in a vacant half smile the teeth oh. are small and almost translucent she's holding a handbag shaped like a lantern a one-eyed smiling skull pin per- perches on her sky blue top pushed to the side by the veritable shelf of silicone around her whole body seems which her whole body seems arranged what happened if you melt because my bobby melts <laughs> uh here's another picture of her and this is with a guy oh, who who's ken who, who apparently had surgery to look like ken uh, remember we had that one with the surgery to look like um that we had the <laughs> one with the surgery that to look like superman remember him he's an asian dude wow um, to, to me and maybe it's just the way i view it they look terrible Mm-hmm. they look horrible yeah um uh, watching them sitting next to each other is like kind of jarring i don't know if this is gonna work i'll try to put it on the air can you tell me if the picture popped up yes okay so it did work all right but why did it go away did it just go away nope okay so it's still on the screen mm-hmm. all right well you screen. you take it down when it's time but yeah um he she looks crazy like that looks crazy to me and she's like, yeah, I only had surgery. I only had surgery on my breast, and I lost a lot of weight. And your eyes turn that shade of blue, and they big as marbles. Yeah, no. And your eyes are set perfectly apart like that, and you know, like, what is wrong and with you? And her skin is like flawless, and she looks plastic. Like she looks like a doll. Yes, and it, you're not a human being. And like I said, you probably took away your sex organs too. I mean, my Barbie don't have ovaries in the vagina and have a period. Mm-hmm. Last time, at least, at least last time I checked. Thank God she didn't get a hold of no black Barbies, huh? Yeah, they do. She would have had to do some even more surgery. Like, how do I get Afro puff hair? Say what, Karen? And she probably tried to bleach her skin. Well, you can't bleach the black into it, Karen. That's not how skin bleaching works. You can only bleach the black out. Should have been sun tanning or something. Um, That's terrible. Even her neck looked plastic. She just looks fucking plastic. So uh, you seem pretty fucked with Karen. I do. So what would you uh, score How this? much was she on sale? Nineteen ninety five. I wonder if she drives a pink uh, Corvette. I bet she does. P- pull up to the Malibu beach house. <laughs> right. What the fuck is going on here? Yes, I am fucked with. So I guess it's a hundred. For me, it is because she looks insane. I, I mean, I mean, because it's one of those things where she's just fucking with everybody. Because uh, I didn't even know who she was yesterday, so you know, I, I feel like I can't give her a hundred because I think I would have gave her a hundred if she specifically said black people. That, that's why I said she fucking with everybody. So mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you can drop the score. It could be a twenty-five. It might even be a zero because okay. she's just like everybody. I look better than everybody. Yeah, and then she does look a hot damn mess. So that she that sucks suck some points off. Yes. So I, I would say twenty-five. I do feel fucked with. 
because i know down the line they just didn't ask but it was gonna get to black people come on let's be honest yeah they they specifically didn't ask and and i just feel so bad for the white women out there going i look normal i don't look anything like that i don't have plastic surgery she making all the white women look bad yeah so it was like we're gonna have to go with uh 25 yeah, i think we, we, we give her 25 yeah if not no she get 25 for that fucking waistline and she talking about she ain't had no surgery she probably had a uh, backbone this taking out her back <laughs> to look like that the fuck you get a 13 inch waist yeah that, that she looks uh, she had ribs removed she don't even look human <laughs> she did she they, they she she put a barbie doll up there and the, the doctor was like yep we gonna make you look like a barbie doll girl <laughs> her <laughs> eyelids look, look like she got some shit placed up underneath from some wire or cotton or some shit nobody eyes looks like that <laughs> what is going on here her lips even look just like the doll does she even talk she must not talk i don't know she says well she, she did this article she must talk you know all right next game Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. I said, now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guest the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And our contestants, this time the chat room, play along with us and they guess the race. The chat room is very racist. Yes, they are. All right, here's the first story. Um, this is about a man who's accused of being a bully. Okay, he was causing the ruckus in his town, and he got a slap on the wrist. Karen, he got in some trouble. Edmund Aviv of South Euclid sat at the busy intersection of Trubisky and Monticello for five hours Sunday, holding a handwritten sign saying he is a bully who picks on children with disabilities. Municipal Court Judge Gail Williams Byers ordered the 62-year-old to serve this public punishment. It was part of his sentence for harassing his neighbors, the Prue family, that includes two adopted African-American children with multiple disabilities. Your comments about this sentencing. According to police, there were a number of incidents over the past... By the way, uh, he's wearing a shades and a hat. I feel like the judge should have put in the rules. No shade, no hat. Yeah, we want people, we want, we want people to notice you when they roll by. Mm-hmm. That's 15 years that went beyond name calling. He shoveled dog feces onto the car, the working vehicle of the one son who's a caregiver. Do you feel you bullied this family? Do you feel that your actions were that of a bully? Aviv chose to let the sign do the talk. She, she keeps putting the mic in his face, and he's like, "Nope." I'm not saying a goddamn thing because if I speak, somebody might recognize me. Looking for him, never responding to any questions asked. What a disgrace the, the man is to, to humanity, because uh, what he did is uh, unexcusable. Nobody can do something like that to other people. Jessica King came from Metro with her son Connor to talk to Aviv. I'm glad that this judge made an example out of him. Damn, somebody drove all the way up here. By the way, I know this sounds weird. I love that the people that are mad are white. They're, I love they're it. upset. White people driving from an hour away just to come up here and be like, fuck you. <laughs> yes! I love 
love it. One thing about them, when they get mad, they look at all, they was like, oh, he's an hour away. Yeah. Oh, we going. Right. We can, me and this lady could hang out and have a drink sometime. Fill my tank up. It's a road trip, kids. She is, she's cool as shit for showing up. I, my black ass couldn't have been bothered. I'm not even going to front. He could have been out front <laughs> of my job. I would have been like, yeah, dog, I'm going to just walk by. But uh this white woman said, I'm making a day of it. She got her whole family with her, y'all. Yeah, I told you, a road trip. She, she got the kids and everybody with her. Yeah, she, she got her husband and everybody Nobody out there. do something like that to other people. Jessica King came from Natural with her son, Connor, to talk to Aviv. I'm glad that this judge made an example out of him. And it's people like them that use words that shouldn't be used and stereotypes that shouldn't be used and... You know, it hurts. Many passers-by agreed with the unusual sentence for this unusual bullying case. He deserves some punishment, and public humiliation is a good one. In addition to this public punishment, Aviv is sentenced to 15 days in jail. He must perform 100 hours of community service, and he must attend anger management classes. Speaking for the family, Michael Cruz said he hopes the situation is behind them. Hopefully it's just the end and we can all just move on. Maria Scully, Fox 8 News, South Houston. Wow, that almost could have been fucking with black people. But, uh, yeah, guess the race of Edmund Aviv, a man who likes to fuck with black people, apparently, um, and uh, people who are handicapped and... um, Yeah, he's taking them off the list, ain't he? Yeah, uh, he's like a bad comic. All recessive Ah! genes, everything, said Leonard Brothers. One who makes a streaming music player and won't help Lauren Hill play, pay her taxes, colonizer. Oh, my. Archie Bunker, white separatist. Damn it, Billy Ray, next time tell your wife to cut holes in the hood. That's <laughs> <laughs> red bone sign you. One who thought 12 Years a Slave was a feel-good movie of the year. Oh, my. Black Rob says one who was upset there wasn't a hashtag white woman appreciation day. There probably is. Uh, a cheese connoisseur, a camel jockey. What? Uh, he also <laughs> has an 18 inch waist and wide set eyes. Elmer's glue, Mr. Wilson White. The correct answer is white. <laughs> Couple people, I think, guessed something a little different. So. Yes, if you guess white, you are correct. Yeah, white is right. Everything else is wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, he picking on kids, throwing shit on their vehicles. Yeah, let's go to the bonus round because uh, we kind of went over time a little bit. Let's cool. Go di- directly to the bonus round. Double the points, double the race, double the points and the race. That's right. It's bonus round of guess the race where everything's worth double the points, double the racism. I hope you guys got your racism caps on because it's about to get funky. All right. Uh, here's another one. This Utah woman is in jail tonight, charged with the murder of six infants, all her own. Police arrested 39-year-old Megan Huntsman after discovering the remains of seven infants in the garage of a home she once lived in in Pleasant Grove. The babies' bodies were found at the home located at 530 East 200 North in Pleasant Grove. Fox 13's Todd Tanner joins us live now with the latest on this. Todd. That's right, guys. The home you see here behind me actually has two residences, one up on the top floor and another one down below in the basement. And it's the residence on the top floor that we are talking about here tonight with the attached garage. Now, that unit has not been lived in for about three years, ever since Megan Huntsman moved out. 
some family members were cleaning out a garage, noticed a suspicious package with a pungent smell, and they opened the package partially and found what they believed to be a deceased infant in the box, and called the police. That was Saturday morning at 10 a.m. A uh, search warrant was obtained, and subsequently six more bodies of infants were found in separate containers, cardboard boxes. The home was in the process of being cleaned up by Darren West and his family. Darren had just been released from federal prison after serving nine years for drug distribution, and he was moving back into the home he once shared with his three daughters and wife, Megan Huntsman. She used to live in the house. She was not currently living there. Megan moved out in 2011. I don't know if they're still married now. I've been told they're estranged. Police questioned Megan in West Valley City Saturday and say she was fully cooperative. She was booked in on six counts of murder. Six counts of murder rather than seven because one child, police believe, was stillborn. The others were born alive and then killed. I believe this happened over a 10-year period. But not during the years her husband was in prison. We believe that it was between the time frame of 1996 and, and 2006. Years she shared the home with Darren. And yet Darren was one of the people who made the discovery on Saturday, is that correct? Correct. correct. So there's at least a chance that the baby that he discovered might have been his own. There's a strong possibility. Wow. Darren is not considered a suspect in the deaths of the infants that were found here in this home. Megan is currently in the Utah County Jail and is, ex is expected to make her first court appearance tomorrow morning. Now, police also tell us that the medical examiner has received and will look at the bodies of all of these children and do DNA testing as well. And Todd, uh, just, just to be clear, so this was happening while there were three daughters and a husband living with her? That is correct, Max. Police say that that was the time frame when all of this happened between 1996 and 2006. Those girls that are teenage daughters, they're, they're teenagers now, so they would have been children themselves during that time. Okay, well, this is certainly a story we're going to continue learning about through the, the weeks and months ahead, I'm sure. Todd Tanner, thank you. Wow. So nobody noticed that she was pregnant? I mean, because I'm confused. So she literally gave birth and just killed him. Mm-hmm. To seven of them over a 10-year period. That's uh, definitely some pretty late-term abortions. Uh, Very. Like the latest term. Um um yeah and i mean i, I would have hated to be the person to discover them oh my goodness you know this is like dead baby storage <laughs> i don't need you to tell me how fucking good my coffee is okay i'm the one who buys it i know how good it is when bonnie goes shopping she buys shit i buy the gourmet expensive because when i drink i want to taste it but you know what's on my mind right now it ain't the coffee in my kitchen it's the dead baby in my garage yes Oh, Jimmy, don't even worry about that. No, 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 no. Let me ask you a question. Will you come pulling up in here? Did you notice a sign out in front of my house that said dead baby storage? <laughs> Jimmy, you know I ain't seen no. Did you notice a sign in front of my house that said dead baby storage? Did anybody go to her? Well, damn, bitch, are you permanently pregnant? Mm-hmm. Because storing dead babies ain't my fucking business. That's why. I hope not. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe the race is. Um, one who defends Twitter fuckery by telling the FBI she's white. <laughs> M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Oh, wait, M-E-T without the O-D. M-E-T-H without the O-D, man. 
says letter brother uh utah equals white one whose breasts are smooth and nippleless due to the barbifying plastic surgery <laughs> she couldn't see herself raising kids while she could be hanging out with ken 100 percent white 100 percent evil Oh. They wouldn't let her get an abortion, so she ate those babies with cheese and a nice Chianti. Oh, bye. Women who's wo- a nice red wine too. Woman whose sex tape would be entitled, I guess I attacked, I got attacked, wait, I got attacked by five black bears at Cuckold Gang, man. Oh. Seven times the charm, lucky, lucky be a lady loving tonight. She played duck, duck, goose with those fetuses. Oh. No more wire hangers, mommy dearest crazy white bitch. Future snapped case study white. <laughs> Y'all are sick. This is the kind of horror that can only be perpetrated by no good ch- cheddar. White. Aww. Casey Anthony, I couldn't stop at one white. Aww. Uh, white conservative contraception. They didn't have the blue eyes. I wanted white. One who didn't have, yeah, what, why did the other three get to live? Um, one who didn't have time to keep her daughter from threatening airline companies because she was too busy killing babies white. Aww. At least she didn't have an abortion white. And one who gets shitted on by the president of Malawi. Correct answer. You guys all got it. Was ah! white. <laughs> I really wish that one would have been black just to throw y'all off. Y'all were so confident. Um, all right, man. Let's get out of here on some soy ratchetness and we'll come back tomorrow for Dim Thrones. I know that's what you guys want to hear. Yes. Uh, as man was attacked with a samurai sword and knife as part of a feud between two families in Belfast, the high court heard on Tuesday, Martin Heaney suffered stab wounds to his body, arms, and legs after being dragged from his home in the middle of the night. As one of two men accused of trying to kill him sought bail, a judge described it as a barbaric attack. William Mongan, 28, a bleach green Belfast denies charges of attempted murder and possession of an offensive weapon in public. He is alleged to have gone to Mr. Heaney's home uh, in the Ardoin area early on the 8th of September last year, armed with a samurai sword. Well, that's not, that's not a good way to go to anyone's house. No. A co-accused with him at the time had a knife hidden up his sleeve. It was claimed Connor McGuire prosecutor said the victim answered a knock at the door and he was dragged outside by two masked men. Mr. Haney later claimed to have recognized them as two of the accused. All three are members of the traveler community. Say so was pushed to the ground, picked, kicked, and punched by both males. This applicant had a samurai sword and struck the injured party with it. The second man allegedly stabbed him several times with a knife. However, his wife and sister managed to pull him to safety. Attackers then escaped in a Ford Transit van, which headed towards someplace I don't care about. <laughs> Mr. Haney suffered stab, stab wounds to his chest, abdominal wall, arm, and thigh. Asked by the judge what provoked the alleged attack, Mr. McGuire replied, there was a feud between the families. Defense uh, counsel Con O'Neill said Mongan denies charges and has provided an alibi. The court, uh, he told the court the traffic cameras would have identified, would have identified his client if they had been involved. Bail was sought on the basis of delay in the progressing the case. Mr. Justice Horner heard police have still not obtained a statement from the emergency doctor who treated Mr. Heaney at the time. The judge said no satisfactory explanation for the delay had been provided, but adjourning the application until next month. This was a barbaric attack on Mr. Haney by two men, one with a samurai sword, the other with a knife. Mr. Haney is lucky to be alive. Wow. Yep. Three, one more. A man has been arrested after another man was attacked with a suspected samurai sword. Not put like this. Did it cut? 
if it cut yeah it fits the category yeah then it, it, no need and to I suspect, suspect. Yeah. <laughs> not we think it is either it is wish or i would wish i would get cut you talk about I, we suspect nigga it was something long and sharp whatever it was that nigga it cut me damn it this is sword. uh police are called to a house in uh Larburnum avenue off vigo lane in harrington washington at around noon today, after reports of an assault, a male was taken Lunchtime. to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime cut. Damn, they can't, they, I, they can't eat their grilled panini bread. A man, a man was taken to the hospital suffering minor injuries while 20, a 26-year-old man has been arrested and remains in custody. Northumbria police uh, believe the two men are known to each other and say officers are in the area carrying out, carrying out inquiries and providing reassurance to residents. Police are appealing to anyone who may have seen the man with a samurai sword in the area uh, after the incident or anyone who finds a sword in the area. So he got rid of the sword so that, you know, he couldn't be caught. Wow. Disgusting. All right, man. I guess it's around Russell. Had a good time with him. Follow him on Twitter. Check him out, y'all. Support uh, him. Mm-hmm. Him and all the Decepticomics. Yeah. Uh, go to Decepticomics.tumblr.com. Um, putting the picture of the woman who killed her kids in the chat room. <clears throat> so she looks surprised. She looks kid killerish. Um, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Patrice and Justin. We'll do them Thrones, guys. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so thanks. Um, till tomorrow. I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah. Choking. <laughs> <coughs> Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I'm uh, you sound like you're about to fade away on me. Mm. I was trying to disappear like all the black men. Oh, <laughs> right. so. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.